This week on Invasion of the Podcast, Marvel be marveling again. We talk about retail hell, both figuratively and literally, in 2021's Black Friday. And we bust out our super exclusive and totally real Black Friday deals. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we try to take over the world one listener at a time. My name is Paul, and uh, somewhere out there getting ready for some Black Friday deals is Steve. Hey, everybody. I've got my tent. I'm ready to go sleep outside of Best Buy. Not for Black Friday deals, but just for fun. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just to see how just see how the other half lives. Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to be outside like a, a Bob Evans um, in a tent waiting just see what happens, you know, like early in the morning, maybe there's a Black Friday deal there. I don't know. There could be, you know, <laughs> half off omelets. I uh, yeah. I just, like, I just, I camp out and just, I'm waiting for the middle of the night when they toss all the other stuff outside, you know, and that's, that's what I'd be excited for. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, welcome to the show, everybody, where I have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, we um, are going to be talking about the film Black Friday from 2021 and we'll have Black Friday deals. So it's a lot of Black Friday talk. Um, but before we get there though, Steve, uh, what did you do uh, for your weekend? So actually what I want to do is just change things up just a little bit. Tonight. What? You always lead off with me and you actually did something. So I think you should go first Okay. because I have three things that I'm going to talk about, but they're, they're not like, Oh, I went and did something or actually participated in a conversation or was active in any way possible. You did. So why don't you go into your weekend first and okay. then. We'll follow it up with my sad sack weekend. So, okay. Before I get there, I got to mention though, before we start recording this evening, I did run out to do some, uh, Thanksgiving shopping. Uh, and that, you know, that was a mistake, but before I did that, I stopped at a McDonald's also a mistake to get, uh, to get some food. Cause I didn't, I was hungry and I didn't want to go into a situation in which I was already stressed out trying to buy Thanksgiving food in a room, like a room, a, a place full of people. I just, I needed, I needed some chicken nugs, you know, you gotta get your nugs. They had a deal at the drive-thru menu of like, it was like um, $10, you get 20-piece nuggets, two large fries, right? And I and I, I didn't need the fries. I didn't want the fries. Um, and I was like, hey, can I get the 20-piece nugget deal? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, can I not have the fries? They're like, but you have to get them. I'm like, well, yeah, but can you just not give them to me? And they're like, but that's part of it. So I had this big like this like discussion of like, I'm literally not going to have these. You have to take them with you. I'm like, okay, thanks. That seems weird to me that it's like, you know, I'm, I'm paying you, I'm paying you for less food. Nope. You have to take it with you. So, so did they just take the 20 piece off of their menu or well, no, they, they still offer like 10 piece nuggets, right? You can, you can buy them to 10 piece or whatever. But the deal right now is, is like, cause like if you buy two 10 piece, I think it's like, I don't know. It, it's like 12, 13 bucks or something, you know, like, really? I don't, you know, thanks Biden. I don't know. It's it, they, they've, the prices went up if you get two of them. 
Um, but yeah, the deal was, I was like, okay, $10, 20 nuggets, whatever. And it's like, oh, you're going to be two large fries, which I didn't need. I don't need French fries. Not that I don't like them. I don't need them. So then as I pulled down, pulled, you know, into a parking spot to, to eat in shame, like, so people couldn't see me. Of course I had some fries because I'm like, well, I have these. And it's like, I was like, I, but I didn't want them, but it made me mad that I'm like, I'm literally going to give you $10 one way or another. Can you physically not hand me the fries? No, you have to take them. I thought that was weird. $10 just seems extremely high to me for 20 McNuggets. I, I, I'm stunned. You've stunned me, sir. I am well, I'm now I mean, on the, the, the McDonald's website to look and see, like, what has happened to McNuggets prices. Well, so, you've also seen, you've seen the shrinkflation of the Boo Buckets. They, they decreased in size, you know, this year versus previous years. I mean, it's all, you know, did, did you vote based upon, you should have voted, your, you know, voted your McDonald's wants and needs in this previous election, you know, you sound outraged. Well, I, I'm looking at their website and apparently I have to actually be on the app to look at pricing, but I just, I, I don't know. $10 seems like it's double the price of what I would like. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Six bucks, seven bucks. Um, so when you said $10, I was like, wow, that's, it seems like uh, pretty expensive for just twenty pieces. I, well, I agree, nuggets. but um, so, but then, but did you get your Szechuan sauce? No, they didn't. They don't have that right now. But I did. You know, I just I, I panicked because I was already free. Like I was already like, what? What do you mean you have to keep? I have to keep the fries. So I was like barbecue. Like I just defaulted. Like there's you know there's other sauces, but I'm like yeah, just give me barbecue. Not that not that like there's a a like a preferred spectacular sauce of the ones available, but that was my default setting. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you have a preference for dipping sauces. Thanks. Thanks to everybody listening to the show. We're, we're getting into the important topics here. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we set out to uh, talk about your weekend and we've already gone off well, the rails. That's me. Uh, I'm just, just real. Okay. We'll get to my weekend. It's important. I did a lot of stuff for sure, but what's your preferred <laughs> what's barbecue your- sauce is my preferred. Okay. Uh, I feel like they, they changed their hot mustard, which used to be my second go-to. And I haven't liked it in years, so their barbecue sauce is usually what I get. I'll eat the sweet and sour sauce sometimes, but it's not it's not a favorite. You don't you don't prefer just the, the regular mustard, like the honey mustard? Yeah, I mean it's okay. Okay. But um yeah, not my okay. not exactly my uh well, there you go. You got you got Steve's sauce rankings for the week. So we'll we'll see how, we'll see how what happens next week. We'll see if your sauce ranking. I don't know what that means. Um, if your sauce power rankings. Like this is a sports show. Um, anyway, so for my weekend, uh, what I did is uh, I I, um, I did go on talk without rhythm podcast. Um, the 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 wonderful El, El Goro was gracious enough because uh, uh, he he actually sent us a list of films he was covering in November a couple months ago, and. For this particular episode, which is, uh, it is episode 645, the two films he was covering for his neo-noir vember were The Conversation from 1974 and Blowout from 1981. And these are two films that I have never seen until this weekend. And they are both a bit on my radar for quite a while. So I was super excited to get into that. Me being, um, you know, the lack, the, 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 um, the bad fan that I am, uh, after his 31 days of Halloween and then, you know, being on two episodes talking about various Friday 13th things, I was like, you know, I just need a minute to like not watch movies for a little bit. I just needed to kind of like, you know, just have a minute. But then I'm like, if I want to go on his show, I should probably get caught up on all these other neo So I ended up watching like six of them in like the matter of like four days. 
uh, to get ready for that episode. So I smashed a lot of neo-noirs going in from like Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday to record. Uh, well, it, well, I watched the, the two that I needed to for the show on Saturday and then recording on Sunday. Not that people care about my, my week, but it was a lot of movie watching. We'll just put it that way. Because the way I figured it was I could watch the movies uh, and then get to his episodes and get to his headspace of where he was and his commentary about Neo-Noir Vember and these particular four films leading into these two. Um, because I knew that'd be the smarter play than me trying to go find like a book about like film criticism or like neo-noirs and like trying to sit down and read it. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I could figure out like what's the right source. So I just went, I went, you know, straight to the Goro's mouth, listened to like, watch the movie, listen to a segment, watch the movie, listen to a segment and got myself ready, uh, for the conversation and blowout, which they're both fantastic movies. And it was a, like a really fun conversation. Uh, very thankful to be on that. And yeah, um, good time. Okay. I have two things to say. One is that, and I apologize to El Goro for this. Uh, I have to jump around quite a bit with his show in the sense that, I try not to ruin a movie for myself if he's going to be talking about it. And it, it's not working out for me because he's got a lot of movies log guys and he is a machine and he does two movies per episode. So uh, there's a lot of half episodes that I listen to <laughs> because I've maybe heard, you know, seen half of the movie uh, or the two movies that are listed. Uh, also with this episode, you guys had probably, uh, I don't know, 20 to 30 minute conversation before you actually get to the first film, which is the conversation. At which point, El Goro states, if you haven't seen this movie, do yourself a favor. Because I was going to break my rule because it's like, I, I want to listen to it because A, you're a part of the show. And, and B, I wanted to sound informed when you bring it up. But he was <laughs> very specific in that uh, he says, don't watch the movie or don't listen to the, sh the show if you haven't seen the movie. So I put it in our group chat. I'm like, hey, um, I haven't seen the conversation, so I'm going to stop. Does that go for blowout as well? And both you and him, I believe, were both a resounding yes. Don't listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> well, yeah. So, because well, it, it's okay. So, since these are two films I had never seen before and he had not seen Blowout before, like, I don't want to rob anybody of what those two movies are right. Like, cause that's one of the things that I think that you and I both it, it, in this, in, it, in 2022, it's easy to get anything spoiled. Right. Like, I mean, last Ooh. week, like you spoiled all of black Panther for everybody. Um, I'm kidding. Um, which by the way, it did quite well at the box office. So thanks Steve, you got the Steve bump went through. So we talked Thank about God, that. I right. Finally, I know, you know, I'm doing some good. Good. World. Good. Um, so everybody, thanks Steve. Uh, so no, it's just, um, I'll be expecting my check, Ryan Coogler. <laughs> yes, yeah. You just use your, and one of the ships just land down beside your house, and someone just runs over. <laughs> like, you know, uh, anyway. Uh, so uh, you'll get paid in, like, Namor bucks. Like, I don't know. It's like, I don't even know what that means. Like, you can all use it in Tolakon. You're like, oh, no, right? Uh, so, so yeah, uh, it just, you know, there are so many... <laughs> I, I'm not that I'm aware of everything because clearly I'm not, but this seems to be that like if something's on my radar, I tend to kind of already have a, a, a not, not an opinion, but I already kind of know the rough edges of what I'm about to get into. And, and I don't want, and so sometimes my expectation can already be kind of misset. Uh, and so it's hard for me to go into a movie blind anymore. Um, and so that's what I'm going to tell everybody, like go in blind, just like, 
uh, they're both they're both like uh, very very interesting movies in their own fashion. The conversation is it's it's um it's a very you know you got to it's it's not slow moving but it's deliberate so you really got to pay attention and blow out. Obviously it it has a lot to chew on too. And it's a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit more cinematic and, uh, in some ways, uh, and, and what I mean by that, I mean, it's more like you can approach this as like, um, I would go to the theater and see this and have a little bit more, a little bit more popcorn fun with it at times, but it still has a lot to say. And, um, I, I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on both of those. And I would say to anybody else, if you have any, any inkling of digging in into some more, uh, serious fare, uh, please check out the conversation and, uh, blow out. Uh, cause like I, as I said on the, on the episode, uh, that it's like, and I, I'm not equating this, these movies this way, but it's like every so often you're like, Oh yeah, I do like vegetables. I forget about that. Cause when you surround yourself with like comfort food all the time and then you veer off like, like, like you last year, whenever you were on for noir Vember on talk without rhythm and you covered uh, touch of evil and, um, was it, um, kiss me deadly. Like both those movies hit you pretty hard because you're like, Oh shit, here's a part of things I didn't even know I liked, you know? So I think that's kind of always nice to kind of get out of your comfort zone and go with movies that you're not familiar with. And that's, that's exactly where I was at with these two. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I still, I, I still have to watch the Maltese Falcon, which has been a recommendation for over a year now. So I haven't gotten to that because I, I truly am a bad fan, El Goro. So my apologies. Uh, I, 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 when I talk about what I did watch this weekend, you're going to be just shaking your head and be like, why, why, why does he make these choices? Um, but, and I don't want to regress into our previous conversation. I feel like I didn't do justice to the, the chicken nugget sauce debate. However, I have one question for you. Did you literally go to the McDonald's drive through and pick this up? You didn't order on DoorDash or anything like that, correct? Uh, yeah, I, I went out into the real world and braved okay. the line. Yeah. And you're, your deal was two large fries and just 20 McNuggets, right? Yeah. Okay. And that was $10. Yes. Okay. The reason I ask is, is that I'm looking at DoorDash right now and 20 piece McNuggets. Now, granted, this is without DoorDash's surcharges and like, hey, tip our driver. And, you know, um, there's also a, a fee for, I don't know, using our service, whatever. Like, th- this is pre those things, but. They have it listed as eight twenty nine for a twenty piece McNugget. So, I'm thinking if you take those things away, I, the the twenty piece nugget. I'm trying to save you money, Paul. I have a feeling. That so what you're saying nugget, is that I got duped. So okay, that's fair. Uh, it's not that you got duped. I'm just trying to make well, you. Well, uh, you think you know what would have been better is, is that the person worth the drive through would have been like, oh well, then you could do that for eight twenty nine. Yeah, that's fair too. Yes, but. That guy probably deals with so many assholes a day that he probably d- didn't even rush. Yeah, whatever. Like, oh, I, I mean, like, just cheaper. that's, I, I, I will, you know, like, clearly everybody, um, if you have any money questions, come to me. I'm really good with it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thank you. I for, am not good with money either. Don't get I just, me wrong. Steve, like, I don't appreciate these gotcha questions. <laughs> I, I, I'm hitting you with our hard hitting journalism. I'm asking the tough questions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Me. Yeah, Carl Monday. No, I mean, see, I get it now. I get it. The science slasher, Carl Monday. Saturday. Yeah, I see it. I see it. I see. You know. All right. But uh, yeah. So 
my apologies for bringing that back up. <laughs> no, thank you. Like, thank you for closing the book on that case, Steve. Uh, yeah. Speaking of neo noir, you went down that you you went down that dark path and got the answers. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, um, there is also a piece of the discussion that I did get to listen to that's going to come up when I talk about my weekend in regards to um, I don't want to say just labeling films, but uh, when categorizing them. Okay. Um, so I, I, I will we'll come back to that. But what I did get to listen to of the episode, uh, again, you brought it every time you go on that show. Um, I think it's just because you have a better co-host on that show. And uh, oh, God damn. No, I, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> no, it was, I, it was I, Sunday. I, I um, uh, and uh, people may not believe this. I, I just all I had was Monster and a Diet Coke. And just after a while, it, you know, we, it's just, you know, your, your brain gets rubbed a little raw. So you're like, am I even making sense anymore? You know, like, so, and, and rubbed raw in a good way. I'm saying like, you know, it, it's intense because we we're, we're excited. Right. So thank you for saying I did. Okay. I just feel like I was, um, like, I, I, like, I think I referred to my, um, uh, my efforts to you as a pinball buffoonery, which I think is one of my better, better statements about myself. I'm going to put that on a resume at some point. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I did quite enjoy your, your question to Al Gore because I don't think I'd actually heard him concisely kind of break down what it is that appeals to him about that genre specifically. Uh, so it was nice to get his take on that because as much as he's a one-man show and you know he can do it all on his own, it's kind of great when he gets thrown those types of questions because I think it got him to maybe talk about it in a way that he probably wasn't anticipating for the episode. Fair so. enough. But yeah, like, you know, so... Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Again, thank thanks to him for having me on. I because uh, I know I've been on recently, and I'm sure people over there are like that guy again. I'm like, <laughs> you know. Um, but, I think you should just start also leaving feedback at the end of every yeah, episode. But like, but like an hour and a half long. Um, you can't escape. Yeah, me. yeah. But like hey everybody, uh, Paul here again. Um, by the way, <laughs> you to start. Uh, be like, I'm going to say the dumbest things possible about you know whatever. So all right. Uh, I've thought yes. about leaving feedback, but I'm also like. I know I'm just going to sound like an idiot, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not even going to try. First time, I, first time, I, first time voicemail guy, a long time listener. Uh. <laughs> first, we have a uh, feedback from Steve, my good friend. Uh, he goes on for quite some time. I don't think any of it makes any sense. <laughs> Half of the time, I think he's taking a nap. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> There's various sounds of food wrappers in the middle of it. I can just hear like crinkling. I yeah. do that only exclusively for this show. Oh, okay, guys, okay. So. People, that's that's the um, that's the value added here. That's yeah. the you know that's that adds the texture, right? So anyway, your weekend. What uh, what did you get into? So there there are three things. Uh, first one isn't really so much anything that we have to talk about deeply because there's only four episodes of the new season. But I just wanted to make mention: Mythic Quest is back. Mm-hmm. I know that if you still have Apple TV, if you want to get caught up on this current season, they released Friday's episode today. So I get to watch that because you were running behind for recording. It, they're 20 minute episodes. You know how much I love Mythic Quest. Just want to throw it out there. Third, third season started uh, two weeks ago. It's still great. Um, oh, no, I want to get to it. I just, for whatever reason, I was actually going to pitch that to you as a show topic, maybe, but I was like, I didn't realize they're releasing them. I know that I think they released like two the first week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I didn't realize that they're like doing weekly releases with it. Cause I was like, if it's something just to binge, I would have probably done that in a heartbeat. Not that, 
not that I'm not going to enjoy it. It's just in terms of time and, and topic, you know. It'll so. probably end if if they do ten episodes. It'll end probably right around the new year. We could make it an early January show. Okay. If we yeah, because I, I you 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 were sung the praises of that show. I didn't have Apple TV at the start. But then we still do have it, and I those for those two seasons were amazing, and really funny, and it, it it brings you into the fold of like you don't have to know video games to know to understand the show, and yeah, I'm, case yeah. in point, guys, I know absolutely. Okay, let me rephrase. It's not that I don't know anything about video games; it's just that I don't know anything current about video games. I'm not a current gamer, so most of the things just go over my head. Like when you'd present it to me, you're like, you know that footage that they show as the interstitials between scenes those are all real games i'm like what i just <laughs> thought they they were made for the show yeah uh so uh, no, i'm excited no i was excited to see that like uh uh so i will get to it it's just that like it's just like it's been a little bit of me running behind with some of the stuff because i mean not only was like you know again talk i was watching a lot of neo-noirs and stuff which you know great it's just also like god of war ragnarok has come out and i've been meaning to get to that you know, like, cause I bought it day one and I played it for like an hour and I was like, this is amazing. And then I'm like, I, I don't have time for this now. So I've just been like, I have all these loves around me and I'm like, which one do I love right now? I'm like, you don't have time for love, Paul. Like no time, like no time for love, Dr. Jones. I'm like, God damn it. You know? So, uh, it's been, it's been, um, you know, oh no, I have other content to consume. Uh, real, well, real well for me with, yeah. with mythic quest, you know, I, I'm just trying to savor it. That's kind of the place that I'm in now. I've gone from a place of because I'm, we're still binging things. Don't get me wrong, but I'm now in a place where I, I like having that weekly episode, and I like being able to savor it and look yeah. forward to it. But I will also say that you know, when this season ends, you know, if it is ten episodes, they're twenty to thirty minutes per episode. You could easily binge it, you know, on a lazy Sunday afternoon. So uh, if we do want to mark that down for a future episode, I would be ha- more than happy to talk about. Awesome. Podcast. Okay. Um, so the next thing, this kind of goes back to the pandemic, but not really. Uh, so when COVID hits, everything shuts down. One of the things that I would do is, is I would go on YouTube and I would look, I was missing conventions. I'll, I'll just put it that way. And I would go on YouTube and look at videos of like, you know, people who make YouTube videos or like, I'm at days of the dead or I'm at horror hound and. This is me walking around for 45 minutes. I, I kind of got into a a routine of just not only YouTube showing me these things because they're like, well, you watched one video. Here's 7,000 other ones of people walking around. And you quickly learn like who's good at it, who isn't. But uh, this weekend it suggested a show that I was going to do last month. It was a show that I did previously called Scarefrest. Scarefrest? Scarefest, and last month was kind of awful, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't sign up for it because I wouldn't have been able to do it properly anyway. But there was like a 45-minute video of somebody like, hey, this is Scarefest weekend. This is me walking around. So I'm watching that, and one of the things that I I did like about this particular YouTuber was that they actually spent time talking to the people that they went up to their table, like actually talking to them as opposed to there's a lot of YouTubers are like, hey, that's cool, and then they move on, um, as opposed to engaging the people who are selling the wares and having conversations. That, however, led to them talking to a indie filmmaker who I don't know where he's based out of, but 
at his table, he had this He-Man or Masters of the Universe short uh, live action that he did somewhere like 2015, 2016 that I'd never heard of. So I was like, well, I'm going to look this short up. And I ended up watching the short, which I don't know. I think we have to reexamine our definitions of what qualifies as a short. I think a 30-minute film isn't really a short. I know it's not a feature film either, but there has to be some sort of in-between. Featurette? Do you think that might be a better way to quantify it? That might be a better, but I I just feel like a short, my expectation is five to ten minutes. You know, uh, and that may just be me. You know, I may just be cranky old guy yelling at seagulls. I don't know. Uh, or clouds. I, I, I will say this as a short. I understood the intent. I understood what it took to probably get it done. I understood that they were working. I think it was crowdfunded, but it was also there were choices that were made that I was like, hmm. You made a 30-minute short, and all your backgrounds are clearly like a green screen, and they're all of just the same kind of wall in Castle Grayskull. And I'm like, couldn't you have built four like fake Grayskull walls, moved them around, changed them around, did things to make that a little bit more scenic because it felt very much like if I'm, I'm only ever going to see these these backgrounds in the short and we're not going to actually see a real background it in my opinion hurts the film but again i'm not a filmmaker and i'm sure that they could come back and say like well these are the reasons we did it but i was just i was like ah. for me i feel like it would have been better served if they would have taken whatever the chunk of change was and made like a really great 10 minutes instead of just an okay 30 minutes um that however led me to uh, a film that they made that's on Tubi right now called The Bloody Man, which is an interesting idea. It's an 80s throwback. It stars two of the actresses from the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, series, both Tuesday Night and oh, I could see her face and I'm blanking out now. My apologies. Um, but uh, she was Alice in both four and five and I can't think of her name right now. Um, and I'm not going to stop my conversation to go look it up, but the the film is two hours and ten minutes, and it's one of those movies, too, where I'm like, wow, why is this two hours and ten minutes? <laughs> and I understand I understand that, you know, if you're making something independently and you're doing something on your own, um, I understand the idea of saying, I don't need an editor, or I'm doing this all out of my own pocket, or whatever – I might as well do everything that I want to do. I totally get that impulse, but I was, the, the movie should have been an hour and a half and it probably would have worked a lot better because there are flashbacks. There are scenes cut to, uh, I don't, I don't know what you call it when it's, it's not technically, I guess it's still a flashback where you see someone else's story 200 years ago. Uh, but they're not really a character in the story. So you're seeing backstory, I guess is the better way of putting it. I was just, I was, I was sort of impressed by how well done it was done. It was, but surprised that it ran for two hours and 10 minutes and could have easily been a solid 90 minutes. Uh, And these again are choices that I, I look at and I go, is somebody looking at it 
realistically, either from the script perspective or when the cut comes together and saying, you know, there's a lot that could fall out of this movie and we could make this tighter. And again, I'm not a filmmaker, so it's easy for me to Monday morning quarterback. And sometimes there are things that you do when you're making something that you don't see in the sense of unconscious decisions that you're making or sometimes conscious decisions where you're like, well, I spent a lot of time working on that, so I'm going to keep it. Even if it's to your detriment, I've done that plenty of times. So I don't want to make it sound like, oh, Mr. High and Mighty coming at you. But for somebody who is always being deemed on this show as the one who forgives anything, particularly something being done at a lower price point, I looked at this film and I was like, there's a lot here. And that's part of the problem. There's a lot here. This could have really used somebody, whether it be at the script stage or at the editing stage, coming in and being like, we can tighten this up and make this a really good independent movie at the budget that you're already at, because we can cut all the stuff that you film that doesn't really impact the story or drags it out. Uh, so that's, that's me attacking an independent, <laughs> I guess. I just, I, I, it bothers me in the sense that I went into it wanting to love it. And it's not, it's clearly not somebody who's making something from the perspective of, uh, you know, the, the guys that you always reference. And I can't think of them now. Uh, the ones who made the, the, the bird movie. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> what, Demick? Yes, thank you. Uh, 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 was it James, oh, what's his name? Uh, James Wynn, I think. I, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. It, well, isn't, that a, isn't there a company that, that's behind those, though? Well, no, you're uh, talking about Asylum, right? Like, Asylum, like, yeah, yeah. That's like, No, Asylum really? did not. You know, yeah, they didn't make, make Birdemic, yeah. Okay, I yeah. thought they did. My apologies. Uh, I guess, you know, in, in a way, I have tough being critical at the same time, there are things that I'm looking at and going, man, this could have been really good. And I'm, I'm just sort of bothered by the choices that weren't made. And again, it's, it's easy for me to say that because I'm not making the movie and I'm not part of it. And uh, I, was, I was surprised by the things that they were able to accomplish on the budget that they did. But some of it didn't need to be in there. And... Mm -hmm it bogs the film down and it made it a less enjoyable experience. So, so okay. Three, that's where my frustration comes from. Fair, fair enough. So three things. One, you're not the guy that always forgives everything. It's just that I think that you as a creator, um, that you're, you're more willing to see some things head on versus like, you know, I, you understand it's really hard to make anything. So I think that you come from that perspective Two, I looked it up. Her name's Lisa Wilcox that you're talking about. The other Thank actress. You. Okay. Yes. And three, um, you've told me, um, at least more than one occasion with you and your, uh, you know, co-creator on the site slash Ryan Cassandy that he is, you know, the penciler, you would bring him script with like, with all this stuff. And then he would be able to present things that would cut like dialogue out because he's getting it across. So I think there's a lot of what you're saying is that I think your frustration is, is because if it's just the two of you doing this and you can kind of reach that accord of like, okay, that does work better. Where, where is that disconnect with something like this is two hours and 10 minutes? You know, like, I think, I think you're seeing that from like, cause you, you sell, you are a self-admitted overwriter, which, you know, it's easier to cut away than add too, Right. That, that I guess that, that, that there's an adage there somewhere, but I think that's where you're frustrated where it's like, ah, you know, you could come in here and do some surgical carving and actually have something that's more lean. Cause I, I don't know about you, but it's like it, something that better be amazing for me to spend two hours and 10 minutes with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head and 
I talked about it on this show. You know, it's one of the issues that I have with podcasting, not making the joke of like, you guys talked for three hours and 45 minutes last episode. Don't go hitting anybody up with your criticism of making things shorter. But I, I do, you know, as far as self-editing goes, you know, one of the things that I think that other people do, particularly podcasting, I think that you're really well. You do. You're really well. You do really well at this. I, I really well. I really am well at this. Thank <laughs> you. I try. Uh, you are able to edit your comments as you're talking, whereas for me, it's like I've got to spit it all out and then reassess my comments and then get to the point that I was trying to make. That's how I write as well. So I need to make a couple of drafts or passes and things and reevaluate. Uh, and I was just. So should I tell I've people this just, is the third time we've recorded this conversation and you've pared out a lot more? <laughs> no, for the love of God. No, the original, the original um, podcast, everybody was seven hours. You guys need to understand. <laughs> like, there was a whole flashback when we cut out here earlier. No, like I think also my fear is, is that I'd never want to be the guy who just comes on here and rants and raves in attacks movies unfairly. Cause that's, well, no, it's that's, not an that's my job. I, no, I was just disappointed because I wanted it. I wanted to love it. And I was disappointed by the choices that were made. And that's, that's a personal thing. You know, there's, there's probably a lot of people who are like, Oh, I really love that. Cause it, it nailed the eighties feel and it, 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 uh, gave me a monster squad style story, if you will, um, in a contemporary setting, even though it's set in the eighties, which is when monster squad takes place. This is what I'm talking about. The editing portion guys. All right. But I, I have trouble. Yeah. I have trouble. <laughs> coming at anything and not that I, I can't be critical. It's just that I never want to come off as the guy who's, who's attacking something because I'm not attacking. It's just that I wanted this to be better. Well, no, it's, and that's, I, I that's, that's where fair. I'm going to fall with yeah. spoilers guys. When we get to black Friday, that's pretty much the place that I'm going to be as well. Okay. Not about the runtime, but it's a movie that I wanted it to be better than it was. Unfortunately. Okay. Uh, so last thing I'm going to I'll, I'll leave the bloody man here. My apologies. Uh, the last thing is, is we went and saw the menu. And the reason I brought this up is, is uh, it comes into play with your discussion that you had with El Goro regarding whether or not something should be classified as horror, whether it should be classified as thriller or suspense. When my wife mentioned that she wanted to see the movie, I was like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. And I, it's not hard to get me to go to the movies, guys. Believe me. Um, well, as long as you as long as you get your drinky poo and your popcorn, you're good, right? Damn That's straight, <laughs> absolutely. And I did. You're like you're like. Listen, can I get the collector menu cup? They're like, yes, you can, Steve. You know. <laughs> I will point out that my Wakanda Forever bucket that I got last week was already sold out. Oh, okay. Well, um, there you go. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, in, in light of all the recent financial troubles with like crypto and everything falling apart, I'm glad that you're able to get that investment for that Wakanda bucket. Um, and you realize that like the market's not open for that. So thank you for after, after you like realized that like I got, I got uh shaken for an additional dollar 70 or a dollar, whatever <laughs> for nuggets. Well, the thing is, is that my wife wrote up and she's like, she's like, I think it'll be up your alley. It's a horror movie. And I was like, would you call it a horror movie? And that started that discussion. And it wasn't so much me saying it's not a horror movie, but it was like, Oh, would you is that how you'd classify it? Because, you know, I talk about, um, okay, one, this is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the heart of your discussion seemed to be that, you know, those types of distinctions are often arbitrary anyway. But for me, like, for instance, when I think of Seven, I think of it as a horror movie. <laughs> I don't think of it as an action suspense thriller, which it 
probably more is. So uh, we went into that movie, and I'll just say, good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think it would make a, a good uh, companion piece if you've seen Ready or Not. I think that they, the two of them have something very similar, and there's a lot of attacking pr- the pretentiousness of the food world, which is something that I just don't get when people are like, oh, it's, you know, it's chilled oysters from 40,000 years ago that have been <laughs> laying dormant in, in, you know, the ice or whatever oh. that has been presented in foam, yeah. you know, like. I, I I hate all that stuff. The, so. This 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 veal was uh was slaughtered slaughtered by being shown other images of veal being slaughtered, so it's extra tender and sad. <laughs> yes, and, and, and more be, flavorful. Admit, I, I'm certainly uh, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who are like, yeah, of course, you know, little Debbie guy, you don't have a refined palate. <laughs> That's fine too. I get that. You can really taste the, uh, the cosmos <laughs> of this brownie. It does it does reach to the very edge of known, uh, the known universe. And it makes you question your place in it. Also chocolate is these fudge rounds really make me round. Yeah. And they taste like fudge. Well, that's true. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but an enjoyable, movie, enjoyable movie. Uh, again, I don't think it's quite as good as ready or not, but I would recommend seeing it a lot of fun, but also, uh, coming out of it. Yeah. I, I could see it as a horror comedy, but I, think that there are pieces of it that are more I, I don't know it's it's a little hard to qualify actually that film not because I I'm like oh it has to be straight up horror it has to be straight up comedy it has to be a straight up drama but it is one of those discussions where it's like well how do you qualify this one specific yeah thing? I, and, and so that's why I think that's why I, st- I stumbled into that part of the conversation on that episode it was more like like I think it's, it's taken me a while to come around to understanding that noir is like it's um it's it's a an ingredient that's put into something and not a, a genre into itself. And that's kind of where I'm landing on that. And I'm sure people could tell me I'm wrong, and I probably am. Because forever I would always assume noir was just hard-boiled detective stories. And it's like, that's that like, you know, yes, that's an element of it more often than not, but that isn't the same thing. So I think that's what you're talking about where I think what you, you're struggling with that is that it sounds like there's more of a satire going on with the menu in terms of like taking the piss out of things uh, as opposed to, I'm sure there's horrific things that happen there in the movie. And I, I'm curious to watch it. I've not seen ready or not either. And I, and I know it's going to be, I know I will enjoy it. Um, I just haven't sat down to get to it yet. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think a movie needs to fit into a box. I guess what, I guess what I get frustrated with, and that was the part of the conversation was that uh, when people are like, well, I don't like those kind of movies. It's like, well, have, have you, have you checked out this one? You know, and I mm-hmm. think that's what you're talking about, right? Where, you know, like, well, I don't like horror movies. I'm like, well, have you watched this one? Well, oh, okay, well, I don't consider that a horror movie. I consider that a drama, you know? Like, Seven's not a horror movie. It's just, you know, it's just one guy had a really bad day one time at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and what's interesting about that, too, at least to me, I, I guess I always make those assumptions. You know, it's interesting. And uh, going on about just genre in general and you know for instance if you're using seven as your your template if you will you know i don't know that that movie falls into any category easily because i think it's brutally funny at times i think it's heartbreakingly horrific at other times yeah like how would you how would you quantify fight club yeah right fight club's the perfect example of that uh actually i remember uh i bought ryan uh, the VHS when it came out for, I think it was his birthday or whatever. 
And I was like, I gave it to him. And again, this is back in the days when VHS was still king. Uh, or at least neither of us had a DVD player. So that may have been the case. But uh, I picked it up for him. And the back of it said, savagely funny. And I'm like, I don't know that there's a better way to s- describe this movie than savagely funny. Because it is. I'm like, but it's like a thousand other things as well. But savagely funny might be the best way to put this up. And it yeah. just, it's always stuck in the back of my head that that, that description. Well, and then also like not to, to drag this out, but like whenever I brought to you high plains drifter, it is, it is a Western, but is it, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I just, I think that, um, putting it's things a ghost story really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, um, it, you know, and it's like, where do you, like, how do you, I get tired of buckets, right? Cause I mean, mm-hmm. and that means if something's purely in one, then like, sure. Like, you know, I guess that's a conversation for a different day, but it's just that I think you're robbing yourself of the opportunity to check out something um, that like, okay, like I'll give you another example. It's something you've not seen yet. It's on Apple TV, but like that show, like severance, it is whip smart, funny at times and really black humor, but there is a lot more going on with that show than, mm. than that. And to say it's like, oh, it's this weird sci-fi thing. You should check it out. It is that it has some dramatic beats. It is that it's also really funny. It is. It's like, how how do you how do you quantify that? And it's like you shouldn't have to like go in and um, you know just experience what the, the the creators want to want you to experience. And they they know they know the brushes they have you know at their disposal. They know their you know they know their ingredients to make what they want to make just enjoyed the presentation being brought to you. I'm mixing my metaphors. So I do apologize here. Uh, but you know, like, so I think, um, that, you know, I, I do get tired of like, Oh, you know, I don't like X, Y, Z. It's like, well, okay. Maybe you don't like one part of that spectrum of X, Y, Z. That doesn't mean that you're going to dismiss all of it. Right. It's the same, it's the same kind of fold in argument about like horror versus elevated horror and like all that bullshit. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, the, the thing that always surprises me about, uh, and and maybe this is just specific to horror fans because I don't know anybody who's like a comedy fan and is like, oh, you you consider that comedy? It didn't make it wasn't the the funniest movie I'd ever seen. Well, I'm like, well, that doesn't mean that it's still not a comedy. You know, when whenever somebody says that they like a horror movie, there's always somebody who's like, I think that was very scary. And it's like, okay, is that all a horror movie is to you? Is that all it has to do? Because there are so many different layers and ways that a horror movie can get under your skin. And can also just be, I don't want to say exploitative, but that might be a, a good way of putting it, mm-hmm. uh, that get to you that maybe you don't find scary, but exhilarating in some ways, you know? Oh, there's plenty I, of horror movies I love that aren't scary to me, you know? Right. like, And that's not why I enjoy those movies, you know? But I'm like, always surprised when somebody says it, and I'm like, well, is that all a horror movie is to you? Is, it, is, it, is that how you're rating everything? Because if that's the case... You know, uh, I I would say that there are a lot of things that I like that are described as comedy or I would describe as comedy that people probably wouldn't find funny. Yeah. And so, then also like one of the movies that weirded me out the most and really bothered me the most isn't a horror movie. And it's that uh, one hour photo, you know, mm-hmm. like that movie left me like just like felt like I was suffocating the entire time watching it. And it's like and it's not a horror film. I mean, I guess maybe you could say, you know, there's some like, it's just it. You know, but it's one of those things. It's like it wasn't built that way, and I I, le- I left the theater being like, "Get me out of here!" You know, like, and so, um, I, yeah, I just, oh, it wasn't scary. Okay, well, I don't know what's scary to you. Like, great, you know, mm-hmm. like, I there's times where I think I'm about to drop my cell phone, and I get more terrified and than than some movies I watch. <laughs> 
Paul was never more scared than when he dropped his phone. Or, or no, like, like, okay, so like, I, I wear, you know, slippers in my house, and they're not like form fitting, so they kind of like, you know, they, they, they're slippers, right? So they kind of want to flop off your feet. So as you're walking up steps, your slippers are actively trying to fall off your feet. I can't tell you how many times I've tripped falling upwards my steps, and it's like there's that moment of like, like, you know, you're like, I'm, I'm cautiously waiting. Am I going to fall on my steps and drop wherever the hell's in my hands? You know, like I've had some terrifying moments walking up my own steps. Cause my goddamn slippers versus some films I watched. Um, well, yeah. I, I agree with you completely. And I, about I, my I, ability I, to fall it, up steps. Thank you. I know it's a common thing and it's what I do. So <laughs> no, I just, I feel like I derailed us with this last piece here. So, uh, I know that we have news still to get to in our feature presentation and our black Friday deals. So, uh, for once, I'm not going to be the one who's just going to keep the conversation going by like, hey, let me introduce another tangent of the thing that we can talk about. So uh, let's just go ahead. Unless you have other things in your weekend, maybe we should move on to news. Um, no, I just I didn't know if you had any other um, like like the, I don't know if the YouTube algorithm like kept leading you down more and more like radicalized things. And now suddenly you're like, you know what? I've been thinking about buying some guns, you know, what just- <laughs> no, I can definitely tell you that did not happen. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, let's just, let's just get to some news brought to you by Steve's loves of gu- love of guns. Good news, everyone. Tonight's top story, top story, hot story. This just story. in. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, there was a uh, story just recently written about uh, Vincent D'Onofrio talking about the new Echo series that's going to lead into the new Daredevil Born Again series. Uh, if you guys were... God, I, it's been a year now, I guess. I hadn't even thought about it in that this term since we've had so much Marvel uh, in the last year. You know, when the previous year we had no Marvel, so it, it feels like even more. But uh, it was just a year ago that uh, the Hawkeye series ran, and... That show not only introduced Hawkeye, I'm sorry, introduced uh, Kate Bishop. I yeah, Kate Bishop. Uh, it also introduced uh, this character Echo and brought back fan favorite Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin. Uh, if you know anything about Echo, Daredevil, and Kingpin's relationship, uh, you know that when he shows up here, it's not good. Uh, not that I should probably rephrase that. Anytime the Kingpin shows up, it's probably not good for wherever he's get, for whoever he's going to see. But uh, he gave a great performance there, uh, and uh, D'Onofrio was recently at a convention, and uh, his quote was, uh, it's like full-on in the last few episodes of Echo, it's going to be quite something, and that leads into, of course, Born Again. And there's a report basically that's saying that uh, it's expected that Charlie Cox's Daredevil will be in at least four episodes D'Onofrio, I'm sorry, he'll be in at least three episodes and D'Onofrio's Kingpin will probably be in four. Uh, and then there's also the speculation that we're going to see Kristen Ritter return as Jessica Jones. Um, so I'm already in the bag for this. I've talked about before that Daredevil is one of my all-time favorite Marvel characters. I was so happy to see, and I'm, I know that El Goro put off watching uh, She-Hulk. I'm hoping that he's watched it by now. I don't think I'm ruining anything, but I, I love seeing a happier Daredevil in that series. Not that I need him to be happy all the time, but it was it was nice to see Marvel giving us a different shade to that character where, you know, it's so easy to just do the dark, dour version of that character. I was real happy to see that. And obviously the version of Kingpin that we got 
in uh, Hawkeye was also not exactly the same version, yeah, but very akin to the version that we had from the Netflix series. So uh, I'm I'm curious to see how Echo does because Echo is one of those characters who doesn't have anything tied to to them as far as uh, yes, she appeared in Hawkeye, but of the series that we've we've had so far. You know, Ms. Marvel might be the thing that's probably the most. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, she's got the word Marvel in her name. Like, it's well, there's something there that tells you it's a Marvel show. Echo, I'm wondering, you know, is it is it a deep cut for fans or is it something that they're they're going to get people on board for? Uh, and I'm I'm trying to think of the series that we've had so far. And well, I mean, I would say that you just mentioned with Hawkeye cause they introduced uh, Kate Bishop and they introduced echo. So people already know about the character. And I'd also even say that, uh, we, we talked about this for, for recording something like, uh, Andor, right. How they mm-hmm. introduced that character in a movie. And then suddenly you get like a, like a two season uh, run with this character. Um, I'm not saying it's a deep cut, but like there's already a familiarity with the character and then they're going to give it its own series. I think I think at least there's some grounding here, as opposed to bringing in somebody like I like this is not the same thing, but like Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel were kind of like that's it, right? That mm-hmm. you you start off with them like page one, right? And the rest of these have been, you know, like kind of like there's there's been some lead in. That's why I, like when that's why at the start of the episode I called a, I said this Marvel be Marvelin, yeah, Echo's leading into uh, Born Again, of course it is because Marvel's always thinking ahead. Um, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking about this, but go, calling back to, I think it was almost two years ago now, probably that we talked about the, uh, Moon Knight runs, uh, the most recent versions from, I, I shouldn't say the most recent versions, but the versions from the last 10 to 15 years that Marvel put out, uh, we had read some series by Charlie Huston and David Finch, and then also some ones by, uh, Brian Bendis and Alex Maleev. Um, and it sparked when you brought up Moon Knight. I completely forgot she pops up in that Bendis, Alex Maleev uh, storyline oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so there's other ways that they could weave other characters in. And actually, now that I think about it, weaving her into Moon Knight, if he pops up again, like I would kind of want to see what their interactions would be as well. Cause, uh, when she pops up there, she's she's a little bit more fun and cheery than she is uh, here um, in this series because we're we we've only been presented Echo as sort of a villain in in the terms of what we saw in Hawkeye. But uh, I'm excited for the show. I just hope that it catches on with the people who aren't automatically recognizing it as what it, it's going to be. Fair enough. Um, I, oh, I'm I'm like I'm down. Like I've not, I have not been disappointed with the Marvel series yet. Um, and maybe, you know, like call me a honk or whatever, but it's like, I think they've all had their, their qualities and I think they've all been handled pretty well. Um, I even, you know, even going back to the Netflix stuff, even though I, there's a lot there, I not, didn't get back to post defenders. I, I eventually even came around on, um, iron fist in parts of it, you know, like the, it, it, it's, it's the least of the series, right? Which when you mentioned Christian Ritter coming back as Jessica Jones, like that, that's potentially exciting. I would love to see Mike Holter come back as Luke Cage. Cause his Luke Cage is amazing. Like, please. And, um, and if you want to bring back, um, uh, was it Colleen wing from iron fist? That's cool. And make her the new iron fist. And then, uh, Danny Rand can be, uh, <laughs> can be Danny gone, you know? Well, because it's like, if, uh, what's his name? Finn, 
whatever. It's like if if you're not going to actually put the work in for the choreography and you're and you're a lead in um, you know, a martial arts series, I, I just I have a hard time I have a hard time rooting for you. You know, like, um, I, cause it's like, again, I, am I a martial arts, martial artist? No. Uh, it, but you know, if, if Marvel's like, Hey, we're going to assign you to be a lead in the series, I'd be like, one, you're wrong. And two, okay, I'll take your money and I'll put the training in. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it, it felt slow, but then the actress that played calling wing, like, yes, bring her in, bring, make her the new iron fist. Like just, you know, like <laughs> the first time we see her, Danny Rand's dead and he's holding his fist up. It's glowing. And she's like, Danny, she reaches for the fist or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> like it's up, you know, I, that's not how the iron fist works, but that's how I want it to work. <laughs> like I would be okay with that completely. But Coulter is Luke Cage. He's so good. Like I, it would be, it'd be a shame if we're going to bring back a lot of the, def- like of the Netflix street level heroes, it would like, I want to, I want to see more Jessica Jones. Um, I would also like to see more, uh, you know, power man. I, I mean, also like Barenthal is the Punisher, please. Like, I, I think he was a perfectly okay Punisher in terms of like, I like him and I think you could still do something else with him. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that you need to recast any of those roles. Really. Yes. I mean, even, you know, I didn't hate just I didn't hate Iron Fist the way that everybody else did. I yeah, me neither. Yeah. It was the least of of the Netflix shows. Uh but Mike Coulter in particular, I think Sweet Christmas, bring him back, please. And thank I can't you. imagine that they're not having discussions with him. Like how I know that I, I think he's on a, a popular show now as well. Yeah, it's a CBS show. What's um, it called? Not fear, but something uh, evil. That's what's called evil. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to say ghosts, but I knew it wasn't ghosts. Um, Please, I want him to do that. That's the crossover, right? <laughs> but uh, I know that he's already, you know, actively part of another like big thing. But I, I have to imagine you have to be you have to be reaching out to him. Like, well, you'd be dumb not to. Um, and it, it went, while we were talking about that, it made me think back to that first season of Luke Cage. Um, and it's it's the only disappointing thing about that first season of Luke Cage is that Mahershala Ali's <sighs> villain. He's so um, good. He's so good. It's like and you got so rid of good. him so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy you <laughs> brought in like... to be the other villain, you know, he's okay, he's okay, but it's like no, 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 no. I could please. Can you I bring him back have... from the dead? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he it was a Cottonmouth. That was his character's name, right? It was a Cottonmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just my God, like that. Oh, he was so good. Him but and Alfred Woodard. Lee yeah. is going to be Blade. I don't think we can. I don't think there's any reason why we can't bring Mike Coulter back as Luke Cage. Sure, you know, and then uh, you know what? Bring you know, just bring Cottonmouth back from the dead. I don't care. Unsnap him. It's fine. I know. I know it's not, it's not, you know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny though if the snap did work in that weird way? <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> that instead of bringing back everyone that it took away, it, just, it, it screws things up and it brings back people who it, it just like, you know who died naturally. Other, or other villains like like uh, yeah. Ultron's back out there doing things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Please, I would like that. I'd be okay with that. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited for Echo, and I. I I would urge anybody out there who uh, is interested in the character to check out that first, uh, I think it's a six issue storyline that uh, Joe Cazada drew inked by Jimmy Palmiotti and written by David Mack that introduces the character um, that, that those first 15 issues of that relaunch of daredevil from like 1998, when they rebranded as Marvel nines uh, the first eight issues are Kevin Smith, uh, Joe Cazada and Jimmy Palmiotti. And that and that's followed up by David Mack and uh, Palmiotti and Kazada. 
that whole runs great. But please, if you if you're going to check out comics, you know, going into Echo uh, to learn about her, I would highly recommend those first six issues because okay. it's a great story. No, awesome. Like, and that, that they, again, uh, dig in, right? Because there's so much there. Like, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's easy to say now that people can be a Marvel films fan and a Marvel shows fan without being like necessarily into the comics. However, you know, the seeds are there for that cross pollinization, which I know that's what Marvel wants, right? To be like, well, if you like this, check this out. It's almost like you'd almost expect like little asterisks to show up during the shows and be like, check this out. Like they used to do in the comics of like, want to know this part of the story? Go and check out these books, you know, like, um, yeah, I, I think, um, now that Marvel has established a, um, a, um, confidence with like, not confidence, but it's the thing like the there, there's the contract with the audience that they're not really going to do like they're not going to lead you wrong um i know you and i have talked about the eternals kind of being the worst so far but even then like there's still qualities there uh but there's a confidence that they're going to give you like a product that you can like enjoy and if that means that like hey this is based upon xyz and go go like read the comics there's a lot to dig into that's what got you and i reading some of the um the hawkeye run with uh Kate bishop Right. That's stuff I had never read before. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll get to revisit that uh, that story that I just brought up before. Yeah. Uh, market. I'd be before the that. series yeah. debuts. But I, I'm I'm excited for it. And the reason I always bring up the comics, if it's something that I have knowledge of, is one, I just I, I, I think that probably our 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 audience reads comics. Um, maybe they don't. But I feel like I'd also be a bad comic book creator if I didn't, particularly if I have firsthand knowledge of a specific story that I think adds value to a character. I would be a bad comic book creator for not recommending it. So I would check it out. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, I like I would be more than interested to, to dig into some more Echo uh, before the launch of the series when it gets there. So like, just remind me, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, so second story here, unless you have anything else you want to mention about the story. No, no, I'm just, I'm excited for it. I mean, honestly, there's not much really to that story. I just wanted to talk about Daredevil and Echo. Okay. Well, fair enough. Right. And then he's going to have a complicated situation and be like, Hey, Echo, what's up? I will say, Oh, I'm going to, one last thing. Um, do you know where Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be in? Well, this, are we releasing this Thanksgiving or are we releasing it on Friday? When um, is this, this episode going to release? Well, I mean, if people want to take advantage of our Black Friday deals, I might actually release on Thanksgiving. Um, All right. So then just over a week away is going to be GalaxyCon Columbus. You know who's going to be there? Vincent D'Onofrio. So, you know, maybe I'll go. And instead of getting something signed of him as Wilson Fisk, I'll be like, can you get this? Can you sign this drawing I did of you as Thor from Adventures in Babysitting? Oh God! Oh my! Oh Steve! <laughs> I just I w- oh, I don't know. Okay, because the Adventures of Babysitting story. No, it doesn't have him. It has the 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 girl with the Thor hat and that Drew Struzan poster. Um, oh yeah, that'd have been funny. Uh, you should. You, <laughs> I think also. I think you you should also just be like. Um, Wilson Fisk, can you just punch me in the stomach? I think my whole thing is, can I just having celebrities punch you in the stomach? I think is my thing now. I just need punches from celebrities. Um, you know, and just be like, I loved you in men in black. And here I brought you some sugar. Right? Yeah. I, I think Vincent <laughs> is, uh, somebody who's popped up in so many different things. I love that. I'm like, I don't know that he gets talked about enough, you know, oh, he's so uh, good I in love, everything. Yeah. You know, Ed Woody pops up as, um, Orson Welles, uh, in you just mentioned Men in Black. 
he did like I don't know eight seasons of like a Law and Order. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So. Well, you know who else? Is gonna, you know who else is going to be at GalaxyCon? Steve. Yeah, you and and Ryan and um, I guess uh, what was it? Uh, Jody um, uh, Whitaker is going to be there as well. <laughs> so this will be posted. Like, you're going to be in the same space as Jody Whitaker. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm also like. You say this really big. I like that the, the the image that you posted of where your table was. It's like I like how like you're like we're going right, to be right here. And I, I saw off to the right side, like four tables away, was this entire row that said concessions. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're going to be near all the hot dogs too. So that's good. <laughs> Yeah, that was a friend of mine who uh, uh, is from the UK and loves Doctor Who uh, more than, well, I don't want to say more than I love Star Wars, but he's probably close in his dedication to uh, Doctor Who. So, Well, fair enough. Uh, like, if I, I need to get caught up. I don't, I have not seen any of her run, but I'm sure I will love it. It's just, but, I could yeah. have posted that I was, you know, next to like Dalek number four guy or something, and <laughs> he would have probably four. had the same reaction. So. Yeah. <laughs> You're just be like, I'm near the guy that's an Ood. You're like, oh, you know the Ood? Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> and so. I know absolutely nothing about Doctor Who. I just yeah. know the term Dalek. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, you know, they're just kind of, they're kind of like they're kind of like the droids from Star Wars, except they're just angry all the time, uh, and they want to exterminate everything. Anyway, so next story here: one go go see Stephen Ryan at GalaxyCon uh, and Vincent D'Onofrio. And I'm I'm also going to say if you go up to Steve and be like, "Hey, can you punch me in the stomach?" He would do it. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Yes. So the important things is go there, uh, like buy buy their books. Uh, uh, get a photo with them, but then have Steve punch in the stomach and then also thank him for the Wakanda forever bump that happened over the weekend. That's a, th- that's the thing. I'm need- waiting for that check. Right. <laughs> All right. So next story here, this is going to require just a smidge of explanation. So bear with me, people. This is a video game story, a video game story. So, um, there is a game coming out next month that I'm super excited for called the Callisto protocols. Um, it is from um, one of the people that made a, uh, a there was two games. There's a three game series called Dead Space that is phenomenal. And the, the guy that was behind the first two went off and started making his own game called the Callisto Protocols, which I'm, I'm going to go get the hands down day one. However, so they're saying that this game, it's, it's a sci fi game, but it's like body horror and brutal. And, um, it's, it, people are saying it's like a spiritual sequel to the Dead Space games. And one of the, the mechanics in that game was you, you would run across these aliens that were all like, you know, uh, distended, ugly, you know, mini limbs, like something. It, one of Dead Space's, um, inspirations is the thing. So imagine a lot of thing things running around like a space station. Um, and the whole thing was that you couldn't just headshot them, you had to dismember them to make them like, so you'd have to cut off limbs and everything. So the Callisto protocols is going to be gory and gross like that too. So I'm all about it. With that being said, when the game releases, they're, they're going to have a season pass attached to it that, um, I'll explain that more in a second that they're going to have death animations, certain number of death animations, meaning of either your main character or, or some of the bad guys locked behind a season pass. Like, so if you want to see all the goopy ways yourself or other, other beings can die, you're going to have to pay some money. And that just feels weird to me because it's like, it's not going to affect my ability to play this game, but being told that there's things that have already been programmed to show different animations that, Hey, you know what? Do you like this game? Do you want to see other ways people can die? You're going to have to pay extra, which for me being a stodgy old man, I'm like, 
can I still play the game the way I want? And things are going to die one way or another. If I shoot them, they're like, yeah, but why would I want to pay extra money to get additional ways for things to die? Um, the, the reason I bring the story to you is one, I think that's bullshit. And two, um, the season passes are things that are becoming more and more commonplace in, in the marketplace of video games. Meaning to my knowledge, the Callisto protocols is a, is a single player game, meaning it's supposed to be a single player experience. You go in and play, the sci-fi sci-fi horror story you dismember body like aliens and it's goofy and, and goopy and gross right whatever not goofy um goopy is the word i was looking for um cool it, this content should be available day one i don't like you trying to with the idea of a season pass what you're saying is that you will pay for the right to give me content that's going to be released on a timely schedule um that might be additional story content later, which you, you you probably heard the phrase DLC, like downloaded content and different missions and things. Sure. I could maybe see that. But when you're starting to get into like ticky tacky bullshit of like, not all animations are going to be available unless you pay extra that pisses me off. So I don't know if I, I like this. There's a lot of season pass models where it's like you play a game and for the season, you can unlock these rewards. And there's a lot of games like Fortnite, which I know you've heard of in passing, that is like, a, like it's, it's a, you know, 30, 40 people running into like an arena shooting each other and they offer different skins and there's different unlockable cosmetics and shit there. Or like your Call of Duties that are online shooters that there's constantly something to go towards. Or like for me and me being a hypocrite and not talking about Overwatch, um, there's a lot of different ways that they, they, they um, dangle the carrot in front of you. But... This one feels like kind of egregious and it, it kind of, it bothers me because it's like, this is like, I don't want to pay more for something that's supposed to be already there. That doesn't add anything else to the game other than the potential to see different ways for characters to die. I think that's kind of, kind of, kind of gross. Okay. So a couple of things. Yes. Uh, one as the old man gamer who currently doesn't game, uh, the idea that I'm paying anything more after my additional, my initial 40, 50, $60 investment is crazy to me. So when you mention these things, I'm always like, yeah, no, but I know that, you know, if I got, if I went and got a PlayStation five for Christmas, uh, I know I'd be lucky, but also, if I did that and I start buying games and I'm sure that I'd be like, Oh, I can, I can dress up as Garfield. Uh, it's only going to cost me a dollar 99. I'm sure I'd be doing dumb stuff like um, that. Garfield of war is the next uh, thing. That, um, <laughs> you know what Kratos hates more than the gods Mondays. <laughs> so I know that there are things that I would say here that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't pay that. And I know I probably genuinely would, but uh, also, this whole idea of seasons bothers me. Like, I feel like if I'm paying for something, I should get it for always. You know, it shouldn't yeah. be uh, content that's only available for, quote unquote, the season. And is that just by the year or is it literally like baseball season where, like, you've had you've played 161 games. Now it's over. It depends upon um, the developer and what they want to do. Uh, with this, I'm, I would imagine with the Callisto, Callisto protocols is that once you sub in for the season pass, whatever you get, you'll keep, you know, and, and then mm. that's that's fine. Right. There, I don't think there's anything temporary there. It's just the window in which to get it. 
is that season, which I think that's the thing that's kind of garbage. However, games like this also will do a like game of the year edition, like six, seven months down the line where they will fold in a number of these items or things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, do I buy that one? Cause you meet you. I bought the first one or do I wait to buy the game of the year edition to get all this additional content? That's already like, whatever. So th- there's that, th- that that's, you know, it's, when I was talking to you about this uh, before we start recording, I, I equate this to airline travel, right? Like, I like because like originally, like airlines, like, oh yeah, like, come fly the friendly skies. It's the most comfortable thing. It's like, oh, did you want? Did you want leg room? That's cost extra now. Did you want to bring a bag on board? That cost extra. Did you want to not be annoyed for two hours or four hours on the flight? That cost extra. Like they've been finding ways to carve out what was accepted and expected. You know, like, does that make sense now? Like when I explain everything here? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I don't mean to bring Mythic Quest back up, but uh, one of the recent ideas that was floated in the show was NFTs sold within the video game. So <laughs> I'm sure that's uh, going to be a fun plot point. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. I, I don't know. Like modern gaming is. I, I've never played a video game where it's a. Uh, okay, that's not a, that's not correct to say either because I, I have played games where I'm playing against somebody online, but like on my phone, like back in the day when uh, Words with Friends was a thing. So yeah, I guess I played that. But in the sense of like console gaming, uh, I've never actually played online of anything, you know. And I, I completely understand the frustrations that come with that, where you know I'm playing for two hours a week against 13 year olds who are playing, well, no, you know, like 120. It would well, be like well, if you're playing Words with Friends, you're like, hey, did you want to buy this special content where you get why? Like, right. like, oh, hey guys, there's a special, there's a special uh consonant package. Sorry, no, special vowel package. <laughs> did you want to buy vowels? Yeah. Pay up. Pay up, assholes. There <laughs> like, were there were things that you could buy though. And I don't remember what they were now because it's been easily, I don't know eight or nine years. I don't remember when words of friends was popular, but it was a long time ago. Um, that said, I, 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 the thing that I just, I get stuck on and I, I, it's that I don't, I don't want to be the old guy, but also this idea that now there's a revenue stream tied to whatever that game is. Um, and I'm sure that that's exactly how, the manufacturers of these games look at it, you know, um, you're not just putting out the next God of war or whatever, or maybe a better analogy since it's been constantly going is a world of Warcraft. Like you've been playing the same game essentially for 20 years, right? At this point, how dare you 20 years too long, 18 years. Thank you, sir. 18 years. Okay. But like, yes, you get upgrades every year of new graphics and new levels and, I don't know, things that you can kill or screw one of the two. Um, All of this is applicable to what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I I guess I don't also see it that different. You know what I mean? Like you're already doing it for this 
that's that fair. I will. Okay. So let me, let me, let me split it this way for you for World of Warcraft. And, and it's funny you say that because the new expansion is coming out in like two days and I've not bought it yet. Uh, is that their, their expansion schedule is usually two to three years between expansions, but what they will normally do is they'll release content, no cost added during that expansion cycle. So you buy the expansion and then as they add patches and they add different dungeons and raids and things, that's the expansion cycle. Like, so basically when you buy the expansion, you're, you're guaranteed like, like as long as you're subbed in. So this is what you're talking about as well. There's a subscription fee to this and not a lot of these games do this anymore. Uh, it's what $15 a month for world of Warcraft. And that's what's been for 18 years. Um, but it's like everything else aside from buying the expansion, when it comes out, everything else they add. And so that's kind of like, that's the contract we've had forever. However, with that being said, they, they've now been doing this monetization of like, they'll offer like different, like, Hey, did you want to buy this mount? It's a cool looking dragon. It can cost you $10. And it's like, cool. That's a cool dragon. I'll give you $10. Thanks. Show up. Take my money. Like they found ways to keep trickling in other money, like other, other revenue streams there. What I'm saying is, is like, <laughs> I haven't seen world of Warcraft yet be like, Hey, did, did you, did you want part of our graphics package? You got to pay extra. That feels weird to me. That's what I'm saying with this game in particular. Yeah. But I guess back in, you know, 1993, 1994, whatever it is that I get to play mortal Kombat, If there was like a small fee that I could pay to get more brutal fatalities, I probably would have done it. So I, I'd All be right. a hypocrite for saying, Fair no, enough. no, I, 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 no, <laughs> hold on. I don't disagree with you, but I know there's part of me. That would just be like, I would give in. And so, that's probably what the gaming industry knows anyway. Yeah. It's just the whole thing is like, there, there's a certain amount of like, <laughs> so, okay. With overwatch two, uh, and not to drag this out further, overwatch two recently launched, uh, it has become free to play, which is a thing you'll hear a lot now, meaning anybody can download overwatch two. If they have, if they have a, a, um, a device that can play it. So Steve, uh, you like, I don't think your Coleco can play it, but, uh, um, <sighs> you know, I know. Right. But like, if you, if you want to play overwatch two, you don't have to purchase the game now. So that that's cool. Right. However, um, they're now introducing something called a, a battle pass, which is something that Blizzard has instituted across a couple of their games. And it is a, their battle pass runs through seasons as well. But with these, like, so the battle pass right now for the first season of overwatch two ran for like 60 to 80 days and it's $10 to get it. And what that gives you is as you play the game. So the, like it doesn't, it doesn't affect actual day-to-day gameplay. Like, so if you pick a hero, go and play the game, there's not a performance perk, which that if that was what was baked into this game, I would have checked out. Cause I don't like that pay to win notion of like, I'm going to pay so much dollars to get like a better gun. That's not how this works right now. It's still kind of, it's still kind of shitty in some ways, but they at least don't affect gameplay performance. But with the battle pass, every time you get a level, you can unlock like maybe a character skin or a spray. And what a spray is basically imagine like in-game graffiti. So you could tag a thing like, Oh, look at this. I put like a cool logo up, like whatever. I don't care about that. Or a voice line from a character where they say something, you know, funny or an emote, meaning they act a certain way. Like there's all these little things they've kind of like, like, you know, like get a level, get this, get this, get this. Um, and so as you're playing the battle pass for the season, there's a bunch of things that you have access to that, um, you've paid your money. 
um, you have the potential to get them. So that is frustrating where it's like, I've given you $10. Why can't I have this stuff? It's like, thank you. Now you have the ability to maybe get these things. You just got to play enough. I'm not a fan of this. However, with that being said, um, I have spent less on the game now with battle pass that I used to with what they would call loot boxes where they were random chance. It was basically like a kind of, kind of gambling where you could buy like additional loot boxes to maybe get some of the stuff. And the reason why Activision Blizzard has went away from the loot box um, plan is that a number of countries in like not, not the United States have uh, brought lawsuits and saying, this is gambling. And they're like, Oh no, no, no. We'll just change it. So they had the potential to get sued out of their, like off this planet. So they had to change things. With that being said, I'm spending less money now. So I guess, I guess, I guess, thank you, but I'm still not a big fan of the battle pass. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how to break it to you. Uh, I imagine it's probably only going to get worse and, and more. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it is money intensive in the sense of like, you're essentially now paying for how much content you get to enjoy. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, I honestly, I, I, and I'm going to cut you off here in yeah, just a second. Please do. I, I do feel like the streaming services are probably 10 years behind the gaming industry, so they're probably going to figure this out at some point, too. <laughs> I, I can't wait for them to be like, hey, do you, do you want endings? You got to pay extra. I'm well, like, no, oh, no. Not, not just that, but <laughs> it'll be like, oh, you're subscribed to Netflix. Uh, but if you want to watch glass onion, you got to pay an extra dollar 99. You'd be like, what? Why? It says it's part of your service. Well, for this yeah. extra. So, so like you're you know, right. Where Every, they go to a rental model or something. Everything's being like, um, slowly and slowly sliced yeah. and sliced and sliced. Right. So that's why yeah. it's just with, with the Callisto protocols, which, uh, so according to the update update that showed up that, um, they said that uh, uh, that one of the gentlemen behind the game um, said, we're not holding anything back from the main game for the season pass. We haven't even started to work on this content yet. It's all new stuff that we'll be working on this year. So they um, so they're saying that because of one of the, the hallmarks of this game is that there's so many different ways to die and there's going to be a lot of gross fatalities. Um, they said fans have even asked for more deaths. So we're making it our priority. So. What they're saying is what what the guy the, the guy who's behind all this is like no 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 you get the game you get all the deaths but people want more deaths so we're bringing them more so I'm like you know I don't know like yeah, yeah. it's funny because I I don't want to bring this back again yeah. the Mythic Quest uh, and I I don't want to do the line wrong but uh, Danny Pudi's character uh, is the monetization guy at the company yes. although in this season. He, uh, it's a plot point from the, the end of last season that he's gone to jail. Yeah, no, uh, I know. I know he, I know he has a, he has a very specific job in the next season. I know that much. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but he comes up with a plan, the NFT plan that I was telling you about. Um, and somebody was telling him why it wouldn't work. And he had a quote, something to the effect of, he's like, gamers do this with everything. Every time we introduce something, they'll complain about it. Then they'll adopt it. And then they'll love it. Yep. They're not wrong. So, so I just, you know, so I'll, I'll just say this to you, Steve. Like, I know, I mean, if you get time, <laughs> go back and look at the controversy around um, uh, Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion horse armor DLC. <laughs> um, I just love the idea that it's about horse armor. That's, no, that's all it was. Like, um, so, like, um, that was one of the first like times that Microsoft like tested their marketplace. 
Uh, and it was like, people got pissed about it. So like, uh, uh let's see here. <laughs> uh, cause I remember at the time, cause I remember I was playing oblivion and it was, uh, it was a thing that was like, Oh, this is, this is like, okay. You can just buy, uh, armor for your horse. And that's all it was. And it's like, we're going to sell this to you. And I like, what was the price at the time? Um, it was one of those things where like, we bought the game already. Um, and it's like, you're just going to make our horses look shinier. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a big deal. Everyone's like, why is this happening? And it's like, it was two dollars and 50 cents. You're like, you gotta be kidding me. You want $2 and 50 cents for horse armor. And guess what happened? People bought goddamn horse armor. And then, you know, um, what, what they, that statement of like, you know, the horse is out of the barn now. Um, yeah. So blame horse armor for all this. All right. Well, I will dig into the conspiracy that is the great Elder Scrolls Four. I believe. Yeah, you said. Bl- yeah. Elder Scrolls Horse Elder Armor. Scroll, Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion Horse Armor. Why yeah. is it that I can say that with no problem, but when I'm trying to say my actual thoughts and words and feelings, they get all jumbled? But I'm like well, Elder Scrolls Four. So, Steve, for two dollars and fifty cents, um, people can download the additional add-on for this podcast. And they they can understand us better, and we can get Steve Armor. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we should also be thankful that I do not have access to the the editing uh, of these episodes <laughs> uh, because there would be you'd be like, wow, you cut a lot out. So I just, like, yeah, it's just you basically talking to yourself where I chime in briefly just, and agree. It just makes me think it would be the butchered audio from the Simpsons with, uh, the, the <laughs> Venus to Milo, uh, like the, the, whatever, the, the whatever. sweet can, sweet, sweet can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, anyway, so, so horse armor, right? So uh, everybody, uh, give me $2 and 50 cents. We'll make sure Steve gets Steve armor. I don't know what that means. Oh my God. I, I want to know what that is. Yeah. The, the, well, we now have a season pass, with uh, invasion of the podcast, you guys pay, you pay us $10. That's, that sounds like a Patreon thing. Just pay us $10 a month. Um, and then you have access to such additional things as, um, additional ramblings, Steve swearing often, Paul making no sense, you know, like, honestly, like I'm not saying that we start a Patreon, but I think we can honestly do bonus episodes where it's like, we do nothing but swear this episode. Uh, do, do you want our do you want our sauce of power rankings each week? Uh, check out our Patreon. You know, we do you want us to go? Do you want us to go from a uh, uh, fast food restaurant to fast food restaurant and rate each menu item? We will do that. You know, this episode it's Twinkies versus Little Debbies. Who wins? Yeah, right. The great debate continues. <laughs> uh, join our Patreon anyway. So, all right. So, last story here. Um, this one I told you before we start recording. I was like, it was funny and sad. Um, here's the headline: Extra image capture capture stowaway cat and JFK passengers luggage. So I'm going to send you the link right now. Oh my so, god. Um, yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it's kind of funny, but it also at the same time, it's like, you know, you know, it's kind of not. So I'm going to send you the link now. Um, so the TSA actually oh. posted a link to this of the x-ray image. This photo is horrifying. <laughs> 
Security staff at New York's uh, John, F., uh, John F. Kennedy International Airport noticed something unusual in the x-ray of a traveler's bag, a stowaway cat. The Transportation Security Administration said agents monitoring the baggage x-rays at the airport noticed what appeared to be the outline of an animal. Um, the bag was opened by a TSA officer who was shocked to see a live orange cat inside. Uh, TSA agents told Delta Airlines about the discovery and the airline was able to locate the owner of the bag who was preparing to fly to Orlando, Florida. The bag's owner said the cat belonged to another member of his family. The man was able to rebook another flight for the next day so he could take the, the cat home. Oh my God. That, po- what, that, that poor, poor cat. cat. That poor cat. Yeah. Also, how bad a packing is he? Like... <laughs> How did everything else? That? Yeah, look, I just, I just feel bad. That cat is clearly not happy because, well, also it's getting X-rayed. Like right. you know, um, who knows what's going on? We've seen, we've seen a total recall. We know what happens. Um, also, you, you I, I just, I, I, I don't understand. Okay, so. Uh, no, <laughs> did, go did on. you scroll? No, no. Did you click through the photos? Like, there's a, there's a like a distorted wide photo of the TSA agent opening the the bag and seeing yeah. the cat inside. <laughs> Oh, oh! You just, I just feel bad for the cat, right? So I, I have unrational fears. I did. I was trying to decide whether or not to bring this up uh, before I started stammering. But I, what the hell? I, we're here. Um, <laughs> I have these very unfounded fears that happen, and my phone just fell, and that's what I'm recording through. So hopefully, it was not a big audio crash. But uh, were you more scared of that than a horror movie? Some of the horror movies you've I, seen. Okay. I was. Okay. I genuinely was. <laughs> Good callback, sir. Um, no, okay. So uh, every time I run the dishwasher or anything that I open up, I'm always like worried. Like I'll start the dishwasher and then 20 minutes later be like, oh, I don't see both the cats. Oh my God, one of them must have crawled in. Even, even though I know that I can't close the dishwasher, there's no way they would fit in there with all the dishes. Like it just, it's, it's not even something that's realistic or possible. But I have that fear. I'm pretty sure that I would be able to check for any cats, mine or otherwise, anytime I was packing a bag. Oh, I, I don't. I don't think the stories of this person didn't notice the cat getting in. I think they're they're they were like, I'm going to sneak this cat through and just have him stuck in my luggage for the flight because they didn't give a shit about the cat. So but, I've yeah. also heard this too, and I apologize for cutting you off. I've also heard that like it's not like it's heated where your, your luggage is. So if you were to put anything back there, it would die because of either a, the temperature or lack of oxygen. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like when I told you before start recording, this was like a funny and sad story. Yeah. It's funny because of what the TSA officer finding the cat, but it's sad because this asshole, you know, didn't properly, you know, cause it's like, if you're going to, you can bring you, there's ways to do carry ons for animals. Like, and if it's for a family member, be like, Hey, I'm bringing your goddamn cat, pay me money, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so, um, but yeah, in terms of fears of cats, I mean, you've been to my house, you know, our double recliners. So anytime they're flipped out, I'm like, we have four cats and like they, they, all of them have a death wish no matter what's going on. So I'm like, I'm worried that I'm going to close the recliner and catch like not only four cats, but like a fifth cat we didn't know about mm-hmm. inside. 
so over the weekend, um, I didn't mention this during the weekend talk after watching, uh, you know, all of the neo-noirs, I ended up watching, um, the AEW pay-per-view. I had a buddy over for it and he was like, he was excited to come over and he's like, Oh, these recline. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, just watch out for cats. He's like, okay. And then we would like check underneath. And then when it, it was funny cause he closed the, the recliner, but then one of them was behind underneath and they, they, they stuck out and someone else was like, Oh, well that one was underneath. I'm like, yeah, but not like the deadly part. You know, of the recliner. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were consciously aware of like, and then like the next day I took a nap in my recliner and I had to like, you know, finagle my way out and then use my phone underneath to be like, there better not be, because it's like, that's like the Darwin machine, right? So I'm, I'm constantly terrified of that. So I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I also have this unfounded fear because neither of them really have any interest in going outside at all. And either in, 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 our oldest is six years. He's go, she's going on seven this year. Um, and our youngest, he's, I think four or five. Um, neither of them in the entire time that we've had them, like they know they've got it good. Like they have no interest in the outside, but I'm always like, if I can't find one of them, my immediate thought is, uh, did they get outside? And then immediately I, you know, I'll, or an hour later, I'll find them sitting on a chair that I didn't see pulled out from a table. Like I just have this unfounded fear of, them doing these things. So the idea that, uh, they could make it into my luggage, uh, I was like, yeah, that's pretty suspect. So, yeah. So I just, I just brought it up because it's like, it's, it's terrible that this person's like, Oh, I don't know. I couldn't do that. They, they, they knew they could. It's like, you, you yeah. knew also like you're going to take your luggage through an x-ray machine. You're not going to notice a cat shaped object in there. And then also see <laughs> fur sticking out of like the zipper. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, like just, I don't know. Like, you know, what, what was the, oh, what movie was it? It was, was it Fight Club where it was like, we, we think that there is um, a, dildo, a dildo, not your dildo, but a dildo <laughs> that's in, in there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just, just thought that that was one of those things. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But also the photo is just like, it's, it's, it's the most like, terrifying sad thing you've seen right with the x-ray of the cat i just feel so bad for that cat anyway so all right there we go i'm so, just glad the cat's okay like, right i'm 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 glad yeah. that it's it didn't somehow make it through and then you i know. think that i think that the airline should have been like that cat goes goes first class you son of a bitch you're back with the luggage now good luck <laughs> right i don't disagree with you on that either yeah, so. it's like, oh, you bought you bought a ticket for yourself. Good luck. You're switching out with your cat. All right, see how much fun you have there. So anyway, um, that's gonna do it for news. Uh, we're excited for Echo. Um, not excited for um, video games charging us more for horse armor and death animations. And if you're going to travel with an animal, um, be don't be an asshole and don't just stuff it in a suitcase. That, that I think I think that's all things we can agree on. Or just don't be an asshole. How about be- that? <laughs> Fair enough. So, all right. Uh, speaking of assholes, uh, that's not a great transition. Let's get into 2021's Black Friday. And now for our feature presentation. All right. Uh, tonight's feature presentation is 2021. So I was about to say 2020. Everything's a blur now anymore. Uh, Black Friday. Um, it is directed by uh, Casey Tebow, writer Andy uh, Grisovic. Uh, um, and it stars uh, Devin Sawa, which we know him from um, uh, Final Destination 1 and 2 and Idle Hands. And I think that's about it. 
Uh, it was good to see him again. He looks like Jeremy Renner's like um, grizzly upset cousin in this. All right, uh, here's yes. where I make the comment that yes. will make a lot of people mad because this person is sadly deceased. But I constantly confuse Devin Sawa and um, Brad Renfro in my head for some reason, and well, I don't know why. Not unfair, um, but yeah, uh, yeah that's that's. Uh, I, I when you said Devin Sawa was in this film last week when we were talking about it, I immediately was like, "Didn't he die of like an overdose?" And yeah, didn't, so. a, didn't a logging truck kill him? Though it's, it's not. Yeah, anyway, no. <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, we also have Ivana uh, Banquero as Marnie, which I, I I I think I figured out that she was the young girl in uh, Pan's Labyrinth, which is weird. I, well, weird. Hey, people get older, Paul. Get over it. I, you know, Ryan Lee is Chris. Uh, Stephen Peck is Brian. Michael Jai White as Archie. Um, I love Michael Jai White. We'll talk more about him a little bit later. And Bruce Campbell is Jonathan. And we have a couple other people in here as well. Um, uh, there is a um, a voice uh, guest, uh, Seth Green as Dower Dennis. He's in there as well. So uh, it is. Uh, the film here is the basic premise is, uh, imagine, uh, black Friday back into before four times, uh, before the pandemic, when like stores would open at midnight with their black Friday deals. Um, and that this is a group of people that are working at basically toys R us, but the name of the store is called we love toys. And, um, they're, they're at midnight. However, uh, because they're working, um, like, like from like Thanksgiving evening into black Friday, they're not aware that the world around them has changed because a number of uh, meteorites, uh, I'll put that in parentheses, or sorry, quotes, have struck the earth. And, um, and those these meteors are uh, lumpy, gross things that, um, like, Slither was like, hey, what's up? And they're like, hold our beer. We're going to get grosser than Slither. Maybe not. But it's Slither adjacent. And uh, basically, there's an alien invasion happening. And uh, the, the last line of defense so it is for the show as the show. This movie is a bunch of people working at this Weedheart toys, um, store. And that's kind of where we're at with this is that, um, it's a bunch of, uh, employees working against their will cause it's black Friday and, uh, customers that may or may not be infected. Yeah. I'd say that that's a, a fair description of the film. I will say, uh, if you look at it as a comp, okay, so we're going to do our whole game after this. Uh, okay, not game, actual, real, factual, Black Friday sales. Super real, uh, super real yeah, deals, everybody. Super real. Um, you know, I, I do wonder, in, in, in the terms of like, yes, I know that retail workers are still being made to suffer, but I think some companies have started to ease up, and I don't think that because the, or I should say, because I think the online option is dominating these days i feel like this premise in 2021 is a little outdated but i'm sure that there are a lot of people because i thankfully knock on wood have not had to work a black friday in six years so i'm very happy about that aspect of it but I don't want to dig into it, but you're, you, you've get you've given an accurate summation of what the story is. Uh, but I feel like there are pieces of this story that are, are remnants of a time that has now passed us. Uh, but that's not, it's biggest problems. And I don't want to like just jump in and be like, here's everything I didn't like about it because it's, I'm, I'm, what bothers me about this movie guys is we're going into it is that, 
it it's it feels like it's just okay being just okay. It's not a bad movie. Like I I can be far forgiving of bad movies when I can tell that there's an earnest attempt to do something. And there's a great cast here. There's there there's decent special effects, but there's also a feeling of either somebody either cut a lot out of the script that gave depth to any of the characters or they were looking at it from the perspective of like, what's the most basic way we can tell the story that feels like it's trying to build character, but actually doesn't. And somewhere there's a script lying around for an amazing version of this movie. uh, And I want to see that movie instead is probably the other place that I came out. So now that I've already just destroyed everything that we were going to talk about, Paul, you say things. All right. Good night, everybody. It was, it's been a good show. So thanks. There you go. That's our review of black Friday, everybody. No, no. no. So, um, I do, I do think that, uh, this might have been a film that suffered from being green, greenlit at like, um, the worst possible time for, um, our idea of, um, midnight open retail. Right. In terms of like, cause this came out last year, we were coming out of the pandemic and we're still in it. Don't get me wrong. Everybody get, get your additional booster vaccination, please. And thank you. Um, as I say that, as I've been coughing tonight, like I'll, so Steve, I know I revealed to you a couple months ago that I, I took a COVID test and I almost threw up because I didn't realize having shit shoved in my nose made me throw up or gag reflex uh, two days ago. I'm like, Oh, I got the sniffles. And I'm like, oh. so I gave myself another COVID test. So I'm just like, Hoo! as I was taking the test trying to, so I don't have COVID. However, I have the sniffles. So yes, uh, we're in a place now that like having a midnight opening for a black Friday deal is like, I don't, I, I still feel like we're a couple years away from them trying that again. So this does feel like it's a little out of time because this came out last year, especially when we're like, you know, it just, it, I think it kind of suffers from that and that in that in terms of the timing, if you were, if the story, if you'd have been like, if you was set it in like 2005 or be like, if, if even like winked and said in the before four times or something, you know, like something there, we could have bought into this more because you and I both worked retail. Um, we know about midnight openings in different fashions. Mm-hmm. We know about holiday season. Um, hell, I like we delayed the, the start of recording this episode because I was stuck at a, a grocery store buying stuff for Thanksgiving. And it was, um, you know, people weren't pleasant. At t- like there, there was a couple, like, I'm not saying that like everybody was assholes, but there was, I, I, I also forgot. I, I think I didn't tell you this uh, before we started recording. When I walked in, I was like, do I hear a live guitar being played? And there was somebody like tucked in the corner that he poked around from like part of like a beer display. It looked like a, uh, an overweight Billy Corgan playing the guitar by himself. And I'm just like, is that hotel California playing while I'm like in the middle of this hellscape of people trying to buy like food for Thanksgiving? It was a weird moment is what I'm saying. Uh, overweight Billy Corgan, just, you know, playing hotel California. And I'm just, you know, you, you could check out, but you could never leave. Anyway, you know, I was in this grocery store. So yes, um, I think some of this, this film suffered from the timing of it. I will also say though, everything you're saying, um, I think is accurate, uh, in terms of, um, I didn't know what to expect for this film. Um, and people, you guys can check it out. I, I, uh, rented it for $4 on voodoo. Um, it's, you know, you can I guess you could spend $4 worse. I mean, I've already proven that I'm not good with money in terms of my nugget ability to purchase tonight. Steve's proved that. 
Can uh, I uh, yes. can I can Please. I interject here yes. real quick? So you and I had a discussion prior to the uh, recording this episode, obviously prior to watching this film. Uh, that I because I, I, I am a sucker for sales on Voodoo. Uh, I will buy things sight unseen. You know, a lot of okay. So ninety five percent of my Voodoo <laughs> is things that I bought because I'm like, oh, I can own this digitally. So that I don't have to get my ass up and grab a Blu-ray if I if I'm in the living room as opposed to in my office kind of thing. Uh, so I will buy things that are on sale. For instance, I just bought Poltergeist for uh, four ninety nine, the original, not the remake, because uh, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm like, ah, it's on sale. I'll get it. it. It's you know, that way it's something else that's in my quote unquote digital library. Uh, that in mind, I, I going into this, I was like, "Well, it's nine ninety nine for me to buy," because I may or may not share my login to my Voodoo uh, with Paul. Um, we've never really hashed that out here, um, but uh, there's a possibility that could be the case. Uh, so, with that in mind, I was like, "You were, you had mentioned you're like, oh, I don't think you need to spend nine ninety nine on a movie that you're probably not going to want to keep." And there was part of me that was really hoping that I was going to love, like it was going to be a gem and something that I would want to return to. And unfortunately, that is not the case. But I texted you because I'd forgotten after our discussion, like three days later, I'm like, oh, by the way, did you already like rent this or whatever? I think you posted on Facebook now and thinking about it. You were watching. You'd watched it. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. Um, I didn't buy it and the price didn't change. Uh, so I wasn't in it at nine ninety nine. Had this been a, a four ninety nine movie, I would have probably just bought it outright. But um, my wife, however, looked at where it was streaming, and she's like, "Well, it's on Stars, and I want to watch the next season of Outlander." I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "I'm going to subscribe to to Stars." So we have subscribed to another uh, outlet because if you want to watch the streaming without either renting or buying it, Stars apparently is the only way to do that right now. So, did I lose you? No, I'm listening. I'm sorry. I was I was listening to what you're <laughs> no, saying. No, no, that's okay. I, I realized that I, I, I was I was that was my very long way. Of, this is goes back to the whole editing comment. That was my very long way of saying if you don't want to rent it or buy it, you can watch it on stars. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, um, okay. So uh, let me. Whenever you, like, you know, uh, you asked me because I posted on social media, I'm like, if people want to join us, like, the more the merrier. And you're like, oh, did you want to have people on because Black Friday wasn't that great? I'm like, oh, I was like, it was fun. Um, so, because uh, I actually, I mentioned to my wife a couple of days ago, I was like, hey, I, I need to watch this for the podcast. And I know that her, her, her and uh, my overlap of things we want to engage with is limited at times, right? And I was like, I'm, I'm going to watch this movie Black Friday. And I'm like, it's a horror comedy with Bruce Campbell. She's like, oh, I'm in. So I ended up watching it and like uh, not expecting much from it. There's bits in this film I enjoyed. and But there's also things in it that I was frustrated with. Um, so, uh, let's, let's rewind this back just a smidge. Uh, and one, um, let's, let's, when, when we talked about the beginning of the episode about how retail hell is literal and figurative in this movie, um, like you're thankful that you're no longer working in a front facing retail environment as am I, um, how, like, how do you think this dealt with as much as I wish this film would have actually dealt with more of the customers being terrible. Not that I'm saying mm-hmm. cut, like, 
like it didn't give us a chance to really for us to um, uh, bandy around the staff of the store to relate to them. It was like, oh, you're here at midnight. Oh, people are kind of shoving their way in. Suddenly there's monsters. I was really hoping for more of because, well, okay. Uh, there's the, the the show that you liked a great deal. I've not watched any of Superstore mm-hmm. that you said does a good job of having these inter- like these little like cutaways of people being bad and terrible in the store. I was kind of hoping for like a little bit more of them just working their like their their day to day, and then shit goes sideways. Like it was it went from zero to sixty super fast. This film's only an hour and twenty four minutes long. By just let everybody know with credits. Um, it goes by really fast. I was really, really hoping to get a little bit more of the workplace comedy as opposed to the horror comedy. And that was one of my frustrations going at like about 10, 20 minutes into this. Yeah, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And actually I, you know, I made the case against the bloody man of being too long. Uh, this, you know, if it had another maybe 10 to 15 minutes of just fleshing characters out and interactions, getting us to a place where we get to actually like these characters. My, my main problem with it is that it's a lot of the characters telling us who they are, as opposed to showing us who they are in a lot of uh, like, okay. So for instance, I guess we have one scene where Devin Sawa's character uh, of Ken drops his kids off before his shift. But the whole movie sort of hinges on the fact that he's made a lot of bad decisions in his life, and this is the place that he's in now, and he loves his daughters, and he needs to get back to them. Like, that's all that hinges on that one scene, but nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing else in the movie other than him telling him, us these things that show, show us that. Um, I guess the character of Chris, played by Ryan Lee, probably gets the most of his story told in the sense that he's a germaphobe and it's easy to show those very, you know, identifiable things on film and work them into scenes so that you understand who that character is. But there's so much of this film. There's a, there's a a moment um, that happens with Bruce Campbell later where he's talking about, and my apologies, I know that I'm jumping ahead. His character is the manager of the store. He, He he's giving this monologue and it's, it's a great, performance by bruce campbell and i should also say that real quick every here is bringing their a game like acting wise it's not like i can fold it and be like oh you know so and so was really phoning it in you know um it's clear that they only had michael j white for like a day maybe um but everybody else here i feel like for however long this was shot was there and getting to participate mm-hmm. uh and and giving great performances so it's it's not the actor's uh fault but Basically, his character is talking about why he started there. And, you know, um, up until that point, he'd always been portrayed as like the the, the manager who's giving this unrealistic uh, look, outlook on things uh, because he's living the manager's life kind of thing. Uh, if if that makes any sense in these types of films, they always portray the manager as having like a much better life. Well, he's the, he's the lifer, them. and he always like yeah. He, so I will say too that whenever they first had Bruce Campbell's character like announcing things across like the the intercom, I was like, is this how you're going to fit him in this film? He's not actually going to interact with anybody. I'm like, that's kind of like oh, that's this is a cheaper film. I I honestly thought you would never see him with anybody else. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Because at the beginning, I'm like, that's how you get him in this. <laughs> he used to have him in like a manager's office and talking into a microphone or sorry, like an intercom. I was honestly, he ended up in this film a lot more than I was expecting. I'll say that too. But your his motivation wobbles all over the place. Also, you know, you know. the fact that you've got Bruce Campbell and, and I'm not saying that you have to give us a ton of backstory or but I feel like there's never an extreme of him being a bad boss. Just that we we come to find out that, you know, he he doesn't want anybody to eat the company cake that they sent over for Black Friday. And he, you know, uh, has basically uh, hidden information about uh, them getting screwed out of their bonus. But we've we're never given him. We're never given a scene of him actually doing that. And I love Bruce Campbell. You love Bruce Campbell. I think. I, I honestly, in I'm sure there's somebody out there who could correct me, but throw a stone at any horror convention and ask any anybody, do you love Bruce Campbell? Chances are they're going to say yes. We're already in. So, like, I understand the idea of, like, we don't have to do as much heavy lifting because, A, it's Bruce Campbell. He's going to bring it anyway. But, B, people are going to love him because he's Bruce Campbell. I just, I feel like his character all the characters deserved more to their backstories to get us to a place where we're emotionally involved with them other than we're relating on this very basic level, you know? And again, this is, uh, I shouldn't say again, let me just say, this is going to be an unfair comparison because I'm comparing a very high budget film uh, from a director uh, and based on a story that is beloved. um, Although the movie version's ending is, my understanding is divisive. I love it. But if you look at like the mist, you know, the mist builds those character relationships and we're in a, not exactly the same situation, but a similar situation here. And all we get to get from any of the characters or their stories are very broad strokes about them telling us who they are or someone else telling us who they are. That's fair. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I'd also say that something that it, that's been around for almost 20 years before this, like Shaun of the dead about like, um, working a mundane job and how like things are kind of happening in the background. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you could have mined that like there, there's a blueprint here for some of that. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like the characters and some of the motivations, but also like, uh, shit's going sideways in the background. Like, I think you could have, there, there's a lot of comedic value there. Um, and I don't, I also, I, I don't like saying this, but somehow the first like five, six minutes of the film Krampus does a much better job of getting across how bad people are on a holiday sale than this movie does. Yeah. If you're going to introduce the idea that, you know, this happens, the first hour into your sale kind of thing. I, I don't understand. There could have been moments where we could literally have gone from people being just complete assholes to, and, and I don't know if we want to call them zombies in this film, but there are certainly the Zack Snyder version of zombies where they're quick moving and whatnot. They're not your typical. I, I like that they zombie. look like pumpkin head, but they sound like the predator. Like it's That's, so weird, right? <laughs> I guess they're infected humans. But no, but eventually they look like However pumpkin wanna... head. They have, they have pumpkin head head. I don't know. <laughs> you know, and then eventually yeah. they're like, they're, they, they, they do like the, the clicking, like whatever, like the, 
like I'm not doing the right because I'm not a predator or a pumpkin head head. But you know what I mean? Like, like you're like, okay, I get where you're going with this. And it's like, oh, sure. You know, like. It, it, but we should yeah. have seen, and I apologize no, for interrupting no, you. You're but not we interrupting us. No, we should have seen, you know, customers going from rabid assholes looking for, you know, the latest toy because this takes place in a toy store. So, you know, what releases, you know, they, they didn't even build in the idea of the hot toy. Yeah. You know, there was a joke about a rejected toy that is that doesn't all really of pay Seth off. Green's it, it's so performance. stupid. Yeah. Um, and it, it does not work well here at all, unfortunately. There, there. How great there would it have been? Of, yeah, yeah, I'm putting it. How I, great would it have been where you'd had like people rushing in for like you know the the tickle me Elmo or whatever, right? And then one of them jump one of the workers, and then like you know what, what the germaphobe guy, and he actually like freaks out and like knocks them out, and they're not infected, right? How great would that have been? More like all oh, these people are terrible, and the Bruce Campbell could have dressed them down, and then we'd find out like you know, oh, there's something else going on here. But also the public is just terrible, you know. Like the whole thing, it'd be almost—it's almost like that joke in The Simpsons. Uh, was it uh, Treehouse of uh, Terror, where it's like, "How did you know Flanders was a zombie? He was a zombie," you know, like the whole thing. Like, like there could have been this whole thing of like, "Oh, there's something going on amongst all the customers here," and they'd been like, "Oh, they—they they weren't infected." Like, oh, well. They were rude, <laughs> you know, like I think there, there was you, what you're saying here spot on about like, it's frustrating because you could tell that there's a decent budget here. Absolutely. You get Bruce Campbell in here, you get Michael J. White, Devin Saul is a producer on this. And I think Campbell is too. So I'm sure they got like a, like a cut on some of the, like, you know, once they got the distribution money, um, there's enough here. Um, and also I want to talk about the production design, not talking about the aliens, but I'm talking, I'll talk about the store in a second. Um, there's enough here that you're like, you know what? You have something here. And like, I'll agree with you that it didn't, you, this could have been, it, how I want to describe it. You, you had something here that could have been like a romp and like kind of punching above its weight, but you chose to like, you actively made a decision to not do that. And I don't understand that at all. It's frustrating. I agree with you. I will say that I, I had a better time with this, but I agree with you that like it kept kind of like not like you had plenty of opportunities to explore this further and you actively chose not to do so, which is a detriment. Right. And I, I feel like I'm not mad at this movie in the sense of like, oh, it's a bad movie and it wasted my time. It's that it's just an okay movie. And I, I don't know why that is a worse offense to me. I, I can't break it down and give an honest, uh, a, a sincere explanation where I'm like, well, why, how does that even make sense? But for me, I just, I see nothing but potential here. And I just wanted it to be a better movie than it was. Yeah. And there, there are moments that I did like, you know, in the sense of, uh, of the few character beats that we actually do get, there is a, a nice scene where Marnie, who is at the beginning of the film, we get the idea that she and Devin Sauer are in some sort of relationship because he's going to take her for pancakes after their shift uh, uh, ends. Um, they're talking about their relationship, quote unquote, uh, after the outbreak happens. 
and she describes it as uh, just a thing, I think, or something along those lines. Yeah. Not that it's a, a actual relationship. Yeah, yeah, she was bored. It's to pass the time, right? That, that, yeah. That's how she phrases it. Yeah. Yeah, and she's surprised by his his take on it of, of thinking it's something much more meaningful. And she's like, I've never even met your kids. You know, I, I don't know anything about you other than when we go get pancakes. Like, I, I thought that that was a really nice moment to put in this movie because they're trying to build these relationships within the characters, particularly uh, Chris, uh, who's again played by Ryan Lee. He's the germaphobe. Uh, Devin Sawa, who's playing Ken and Ivana Baccaro as Marnie. But with Ken and Chris, they're supposed to be like a brotherly or mentor mentee, mentor mentee yeah. relationship going on. That's only stumbled upon because we're told about it with at least Ivana's declar or I'm sorry, Marnie's declaration of like, we're not in a relationship. Like, I don't know anything about you. I thought that that was a nice move here. Uh, at least in terms of trying to get character across uh, that it, that in other places where it fails, at least that's a, a nice place that they can center some of that story around. But I, I wish I, those are the types of things that I wanted more of, you know, I, it's not like I'm like, Oh, I didn't believe the, the special effects monster at the, the end is bad or whatever. Like, is there something that I'm looking at visually? Cause I know they're on a budget and critiquing, or I'm not saying, Oh, this movie's filmed through the, uh, the lens of a, a coffee filter or something along those lines, <laughs> you know, like technically there's nothing that I'm, I'm attacking. It's more of just, yeah, you got to make those story moments matter. And if they don't, then why am I here? That's fair. So I will say that I think that having um, Stephen Peck as Brian and uh, uh, Celeste Olivia as Anita, they're the corporate people. Like she's the one that was in charge of like employee of the month um, that we didn't we didn't see her character a lot, but we got enough of her being like. Her her life is wrapped up in this identity of being like you know the corporate representative, and then Stephen Peck is Brian that like he's like the mouthpiece for Bruce Campbell's character, as much as like his character later on, um, like some of the things he like the whole bit when he tries to reason with whatever's going on at the end is so stupid, but his ending is great. Um, there's a there's a lot there where it's like we've met all these people that like you've worked retail, I've worked retail, you know those people are like. They they, they 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 drink the Kool-Aid and this is this is what's important to them. Yeah. Um that it's like that just it just drips like into every you're like, God damn it, I I know these people. I don't like just shut up, you know. Um and I like the idea too, what was it uh when, when the corporate cake that came in, it's like, oh, it's from corporate. It's like, you know, like um, what was it? Um, if you don't want it, I'll put it away. And then like when it got used later as a weapon, it was like, there was a big debate about the corporate cake. It's like, yeah, there's more value put on that cake than anybody here working, you know? Right. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like Brian's character where he's always like, like focused on like, you know, like, Oh, they're dead weight. This is what's best for the store. It's like, yeah, we all know these sons of bitches that would sell us out just so that they would look good to They're They're the Dwight Schrute. They're the middle management. That's always aiming upward that may not get there, but like, they're so compliant. Like that part of this, I get, I think, I think that comes through pretty well. Um, I also think that it comes through whatever, like, like when Bruce Campbell's character is like, by the way, there's no paid breaks tonight. Like, yeah, I remember my blockbuster days. That seems fair. 
um, not fair as in like, it seems realistic. Like, Oh yeah, we need you guys to be here all night to give us like our most profitable night, but you don't get shit from us. And we gave you a cake that you probably shouldn't touch anyway. Like I got that. Right. Uh, like, so I don't know, like there's bits and pieces here that I liked. Um, another thing I like too, I'll give a positive is that, and I was watching, like I mentioned this watching my wife, how all like, it looked like all the lighting was from like all the toys. Like, so when the power went out, like we go to the front of the store, like all the lighting and all the weird like colors and like the reds and blues and everything going on was from all the light up toys. I thought that was a nice touch. And then when they were in the back room, it was all these fluorescent, like little tiny flamingos and shit going on. Like I, I could tell from a production standpoint, they had more lighting for the scene, but the, the color palette in this movie is actually pretty good. And I did like that. And it actually gave it a little bit more character and a little bit more, um, it felt a little bit more expensive than it probably was. And I know that's not your problem with the movie, but sometimes like having like good colors on the screen goes a long way versus like, you know, we're putting a camera here. Good luck. You know, it felt very filmic to me, but also knowing looking at the director of this, um, he, his background, which is not much was some Aerosmith videos. And he has uh, a lot of um, like, uh, background and also in like some CMT productions, uh, like he has a music video background, so he knows how to do lighting, but that adds value, right? So like, that's not what you're talking about, but it, it went, it went a lot further for me than other things that are probably the same budget where they didn't even know how to light a scene. Yeah, I, 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 completely hear what you're saying and that's that's i guess also where some of my frustration comes in is that i i know that there's everybody's giving it all i i i, I hate to say that i'm mad at this movie not being better than it is but that's where i'm landing like i i i want to i want to like this movie and it's frustrating that i don't and i'm bothered by the choices that it makes and i know that a lot of them are probably dictated by budget, but I just feel like if you're going to try and sell me on these relationships and the environment and yeah. everything that's going on, you've got to do more establishing. Oh, there is. Uh, yeah, completely. Cause Devin Sawa's character is very annoying. Even though like I, I need, I like, I like an older uh, rugged looking Devin Sawa. Like give me, give me something else for him. That is a little bit more meatier, right? He overacts this. And I agree. Well, like, okay. Yeah, so there's yes. a scene where he goes into the bathroom and is looking for his stashed bottle. Like I, okay. I am not an expert at all. And I, I certainly have spent more than my fair shares of these episodes recording with drink or other things in my, uh, immediate area. Um, so I, I can't be like, Oh, you know, I'm, I, I am certainly not coming at this from a moral support superiority point or, an expert point of view, but I feel like if I had a job and I had a bottle hidden in the ceiling of said establishment, uh, I have a way more problem than, than, than anything else that we've seen in the movie. Mm -hmm. And you can maybe make the point to me that, well, that's them showing us what his problem is. But also I, I haven't spent any time with him. So I don't really know that that's, I agree with that. Like, like, you're right. You're right. There, there, there is unearned beats here. 
um, like for sure. Like whenever uh, Bruce Campbell's character finally, like he decides like, this is the, I've had enough. It's like, like as much as we've gotten these wonderful comedic bits from him and it, it, Bruce Campbell knows how to chew the hell of a scene, right? Like he knows it, but his character is very inconsistent and it's like, I, I, which you talked about this earlier. I like him cause it's Bruce Campbell. You're not supposed to like him. And then right. you're supposed to eventually come around to him. And it's like, you well, know, we never it, see yeah. an actual point of him being a complete asshole. If there'd been yes. like one scene where he's dressing one of them down, it would have built so much into that turn that comes later. Well, Cause even later on in the box truck, whenever we find out that like one of the characters turned a blind eye to some toys being stolen like a year ago, because it was like, it was, it was a mom taking for her kids. And, and he was like, you did the right thing. It's like the, the, the beat there should have been like, all right, well, once we're out of this hellscape, I'm writing you up and firing you, you know, like that should have been the beat. And she'd been like, you know what? I quit already anyway. But you know, like, th- like, cause you need to have there, there's that, um, there's that characterization of like you, you, cause he's only known control, right. For 20 plus years. And in the middle of all this, it's like, um, you know, you need him to, to exert that kind of like, oh, I know there's all these weird slimy, you know, pumpkin head heads around, but I'm going to fire you the next thing I get, you know, like it's just, it didn't seem honest, you know? Yeah, I, it, that's the unfortunate thing is is that um, uh, this movie tries to have genuine character moments. They just aren't earned, uh, unfortunately. That's and fair. we don't get to see them bond either as a team. You know, yeah. uh, And you brought up Superstore earlier, and I hadn't even thought about that. And I'm a huge fan of Superstore. Um, that show, and again, I, it's unfair for me to level a criticism at this that, you know, it doesn't get to build character the same way a television show that got six seasons does. Like, I I understand that. Like, I, I'm not trying to say uh, that colored my view of this, but, you know, I hadn't considered it initially when you said it, but now that I'm thinking about it, you know, one of the things that that, that show did so very well is that it found small and interesting ways to tell stories about the characters. And I feel like that doesn't happen here. They're trying real hard to get us to that place to fall in love with them in, you know, the 84 minute runtime. And the only way that they can do that is by telling us why they should love us or love them. No, I, and I agree. Um, like, so I think there's, there's some things here. And also too, like in terms of like some Chekhov's guns in this, it's like, uh, Devin Salva's character. Like when he puts on the roller skates and like, I was expecting a, um, uh, like more of like him rushing to the front of the store and having some mayhem happen with the skates. Like, like, um, have you seen the film demons? I think it's the name of the film. Mm-hmm. It's the Italian film demons. Um, with the, uh, motorcycle, motorcycle and the katana. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was like, like, how do you not, how do you not do that? Anyway, like just you know, him being like, like spoiler, he, he, he believes he's been bitten by one of these things. So if he's on the way out, like, and he doesn't have anything else to live for, like, why wouldn't he cause chaos? Like, why not? You know, I thought it's like, that's what I thought that's where we're going with that. And I, I said that during um, watching it with my wife, cause as much as demons, you, you were talking about a movie that doesn't have a lot of character motivation. There you go. But also you have somebody on a dirt bike and a katana 
in a, a movie theater cutting heads off of zombies. And as much as that film doesn't have characterization, it has that, you know, like, so, I, so, I was, so what, yeah. here's the other thing that it yes. has is, is that like, that's, that's the other thing. That's why I am like, this is, this movie's just very middle of the road. It, that's the thing that bothers me is that it doesn't take any chances. It doesn't give us any highs or lows. It's just sort of one tone throughout the entire thing, at least in my opinion. But, you know, Demons, I don't love that movie, but it's a fun watch. It's it's crazy. It's batshit crazy. And that's the other way. Like, if this movie was batshit crazy, where, like, there was just... Uh, and again, it's unfair to make this comparison to Demon-esque level theatrics and things going on. This would this movie would have instantly gone way up on my list. You know, I... I it's just that it's very just sort of yeah. It's 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 a C average. Yeah, I, I just that. I just feel like like also too. Can I point out this is this is a nitpick. So everybody, welcome to the show. That there's there's the gag of most of them carrying around toys as weapons. Um, you and I both worked retail. Um, we both been around like shelving and like some of the like like some of those pieces of shelving you can dis- dismantle pretty quickly and they're mm-hmm. heavy. You know, yeah. like you, like you could like some of like, not, maybe not like the pegboard shit, but like the supports, I don't know what they call it. You could pick that up and it, it's a blunt weapon, right? Like, why wouldn't you like, come on, can we have a montage of them actually using their retail like things? Cause we even like we, the, you mentioned Michael J white, he's not in the film very long. And it's like, and while watching it, like my wife was like, Oh, I like him. I hope he's not gone. And then it's like, Oh, he's gone. Which the way that they kind of tease that, I'm like, well, maybe he's not gone, but like that's part that's part of the horror tropes of like you get the most competent individual and they go out. But I my, was totally yeah. expecting him to show up outside at the end of the movie, yes. though, and be like, be like, hey, assholes, like you didn't see me die, and also the best way to fight it is I figured out to get close to it, but we never saw him again. Right. Yeah. Also, his main weapon of choice was a nail gun. It's Michael J. White. He was Spawn. Uh, and also, like for good and for bad, he was the actor who played Spawn in the Spawn. Oh, film. oh, wait, wait! Yeah, you don't even have to say for good or for bad. Let me just say this real quick: he is of all the things that are not great in that Spawn movie. It's he's not among yeah. any of it. He's like, also he's, yeah, yeah. You know, he's so good. Yeah. He's he's an expert martial artist. He's an action, an excellent uh, action actor. Uh, if you remember, he is um, oh, what's his name in the Dark Knight? He's the one that's like calling out the Joker. That uh, gets the the pencil in his eye. No, sorry, he doesn't get the pencil in his eye. Yeah, he's the one that ends up getting like he doesn't get the pencil in the eye, but he's the one that calls out right the the Joker. Uh, He's also Black Dynamite. Like I love Michael J. White. Like I love him, and he's he's a good physical presence. He has charisma. He has comedic timing. I want Michael J. White and more. If if if, um, you know, if we already didn't have um, uh, was it um. Uh, the, I just mentioned him earlier. Um, uh, the gentleman was playing, uh, you know, Luke Cage. If we already didn't have him as Luke Cage, I want Michael Jai White to be Luke Cage. You know, like I think he would have been amazing as well. And that how fast he goes out, which I get that it serves the story, but like I was super excited to be like, you give me Bruce Campbell and Michael Jai White, game on. And like Michael Jai White kind of went out like a bitch. Come on. You know, all said and done, like he, he sent away the main, like the other main character, but it's like, come on, dude, you seem, you seem way more resourceful than this, you know? Anyway, 
this I I'm glad he's in this. I just wish they would have utilized him more. Yeah, and again, it, it's it's you know the he, the way he goes out is not okay. So we're not shown it, and yeah, maybe it's an unfair expectation for me to go like, well, now I'm expecting him to show up at the end well, of the story. Well, that's literally and maybe you're subverting. Yeah, that that's what I told Mary. I'm like, oh, we didn't see him die. You yeah. know, like I'm like, oh, so he's still going to be around. Nope. That's it. We're done. And maybe, maybe I should be applauding it for being like, oh, you avoided that cliche or you subverted that, that idea. But I don't know this movie, I want to love it. And I can see there's bones here. There's also like, there's some really fun dialogue exchanges, some really fun ideas. There's an, uh, there's talk about the fact that corporate no longer calls it black Friday. They call, they call it green, green Friday. Friday. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. uh, funny idea. Yeah. That's that's great. Like I, I I totally could see that, and it sounds very much like any corporation uh, or environment that I've been in. Um, I also like where it's like it's like oh the cops might come. It's like oh the cops are monsters now. Or like they've been turned into monsters. <laughs> what, what's her name? She's like tur- like turned into monsters. Like whatever she right, says. Yeah. It was like <laughs> I was just like eh. like it was one of those things. I thought that was great too. And then yes. yeah. There were some bits and pieces. I also like it whenever we found out the fate of uh, oh uh, oh uh, 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 Brian when he goes to try to reason with whatever's going on at the, the, the big monster, right? And the way he gets decimated, somebody refers to him getting flipped like a paper football. I thought that was a great dialogue. I'm like, yeah, he did get flipped like a paper football. Yeah, and that's th- those are the types of things where I'm like, I, I feel like there's a much longer, better version of this script somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and they cut a lot of it out because of, you know, you, you want to get people in and out on, on, on this type of movie. And you want to, again, I, I, Chris and I made earlier, were like, you need to cut a lot of this out. This is one of those few, few times where I'm like, this needs more. Um, particularly if you're not going to go the batshit crazy special effects route. Like, if you're not going to make me go, I can't believe they just did that. Because that can also be something that will buy goodwill where I'm like, ah, the characters weren't as well developed, but that movie is ape shit. So like, how can I not like it? I, I feel like this just never gets to either place. And yeah. that's the unfortunate part. I, I wanted it to be better. There are some funny ideas here, but God damn it. There's that there's a script to this movie that exists in some words, someone's, drawers that's probably 10 times better than the movie we got fair enough so i will i will point people to um uh, again Shaun of the dead the intro like we get there of of sean being oblivious and also working in retail and then like the like the moment he wakes up being hung over with all like how the words worlds moved on with like everything going on around him uh check that out i'd also uh recommend um, um black sheep uh, not not the one you're thinking of, the New Zealand film. <laughs> um, you know the one with uh, Chris Farley, Farley and, and David Spade. No, that one is like it. It like it's not a it's not a retail film, but it's like it 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 keeps getting more and more ridiculous, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know, like there there's a line here. There's a line for horror comedy, right? And like I, again, I enjoyed this film, like. I wasn't as offended is not the right word, right? You know me, you know me. Like once something kind of gets like, like it, it's like, what it, like that, like, you know, that seed in your teeth, right? Where you can't dig out. That's just going to bug you. You know me that like, I will circle, circle, circle and harp on things. 
um, since I wasn't expecting much, like the bar was set so low. I'm like, yeah, I was really entertained with this. Like, um, I'm not saying it's perfect. There's things in here I was annoyed with. I think the evolution of the creatures is stupid because it doesn't make any sense. I think, um, like they, they, um, they stole, um, the, the idea from Slither, which fine, you know, take what you want because somehow, um, whatever's going on, it becomes like a pulsing ball sack in the store, right? Until a monster shows up. Sure. Um, it's like Slither was like, Hey, I was here, but also society. Like it uh, got, it got weird because the evolution of, um, these everything, like, I like the idea that whatever it is infects people. And there, there's the base idea of like consumers coming to an area and, and like becoming a thing that kind of goes back to, um, like, uh, Dawn of the dead, right? where it's like their base reality is this is what they know. They're going to come to the mall and, and that's what they know. There's something there, but there was this idea that this thing was building towards something like it, the creature, um, intelligence and evolution made no sense. And it makes me frustrated because yes, this is a horror comedy, but can you make established rules? And you didn't do that. Slither did, you know, like it, it kept in, like introducing more and more, but it all fit together because James Gunn thought it through right with this. It's like more like there's a hand wave here. And that was frustrating that it's like, Oh, it's a horror comedy, whatever. It's fine. Bullshit. Like make your rules make sense. And I will appreciate your premise more. So I, I agree with you. Like in some ways where the script was very lacking in this. Yeah. And if so, if we're wrapping this up, you know, I just want to say that uh, your mileage one may vary. I think that goes no, regardless of whether or not I love something or hate something or whatever. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everybody has their own taste. Um, and my whole criticism is in a very unfair criticism in that I'm coming at it from a point of view where I'm like, I know that there's a better version of this movie somewhere or there could be a, a better version of this movie. And I'm upset with it because of what it is in as opposed to what I wanted it to be. That's not a great place to come at it from, uh, at least critically, but, um, there's so much potential here and I can tell people are trying, I should probably give it more of a pass, but some of it feels very much like decisions that were made to cut certain things because maybe they were, I don't know. Maybe you cut the, the 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 Bruce Campbell scene because you need him to be loved right away, uh, and you need that extra time to film. I don't know a ball pulsating ball sack. I believe is what you called it. I'm not uh, wrong. Earlier, I, I mean that's what it is, right? It looks, but, it, yeah, yeah. You you brought up Gone of the Dead, which you know one of the things the movie does extremely well is is that uh, it gives you your villain slash you know zombie horde whatever but it also spends a hell of a lot of time giving us a lot of character uh for all of its you know four main characters um it understands the importance of, of giving us those relationships and this movie unfortunately doesn't have that luxury and i understand that also maybe a decision based on budget or um rewrites well, no, but, I th like I agree with you. Like, I'm going to cut you off, and we can wrap this up. I I'm frustrated that like 
yeah, you have a budget. Okay, cool. Um, but can you give us a script that like, like, like you, if you're, if you, if you're going to ask us to spend time with everything going on, like there's been so many movies that have been made before this. It's like, you understand how scripts work. Right. And like, clearly there's things here. It's like, it's frustrating. Cause it's like, you, you brought Bruce Campbell in. You have Michael J. White. You have like, just like you've paid them. Can we, can we do better? Can we make it more cohesive? And I think that, I think that's the fallacy of before, before you shoot a single frame, you have every opportunity to course correct and write. So I, I agree with you completely. Um, uh, I just, for me, it's like, I didn't expect anything great and I had fun with it. Uh, it's not, it's not perfect, I, I, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, like since my bar was set so low and I was slightly entertained, um, I, th- I think it still rates better above some things that are labeled horror comedy just because they couldn't, they couldn't figure out what they were. So like, it's a comedy. I don't just, yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, it, like not perfect. Right. But so thank you for, for watching this. Thank you for like indulging me, um, with this. Cause it's just, I thought there'd be something here more, um, because you and I have both uh, been in retail hell. Um, I just, come on, like it's an hour 24. Can we've had more retail hell? Like how, why does clerks does, does that portion better than this? And it's been like clerks has been out for what? I think 78 years now, something like that. Like it just like, thankfully not that long, but yeah, we're, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like I think, we, uh, we've 28 all, years at yeah, this point, but yeah. we've all dealt with like front facing retail. Like, can we have more of that? Can we have, can we just see like the ugliness of, uh, working a midnight opening of things, you know, midnight sale. Cause we've done that before. Like you, like I know your and I retail experiences are different, but we've done that. Can, can, and there's a lot of comedy be mined from that kind of frustration. Could we have that for a minute? Could we have had uh, people losing their goddamn minds because they couldn't find everything got sold out within three seconds, right? Mm-hmm. There was the bit of somebody coming in with like um, a um, mobility scooter coming in, but we didn't see them get knocked over and trampled, which again, shouldn't happen in real life, but probably did happen at some point in real life. Right. Right. So anyway. Yeah, I, I, I hope that uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to find something to say here that was a little bit more uh, optimistic than what I've just said. But I, I that's you know, th- This is it's a perfectly fine movie. It's it's unfortunate to me because I'm like, oh, it's it's just okay, and I hate. I don't know. I feel like you can be passionate about a movie if you hate it. You can be passionate about it if you love it. But just being sort of like meh about a movie is, is a worse sin, in my opinion. I agree. And I, I, sometimes being just like milk toast is a bigger a bigger offense than being good or bad. I agree with yeah. that. I would also say if people want to um, want more Black Friday uh, like fun, go check out. There's a South Park trilogy. That's a Black Friday, like they did the whole thing with uh, Randy being like one of the guards, um, uh, Black Friday at the mall. And everybody, it's a, it, it became a Game of Thrones thing where everybody approaching the mall were White Walkers. 
Um, there's a trilogy. Go check that out. It's it's way more fun and interesting and engaging probably than this. But anyway, Bruce Campbell's a lot of fun in this. I, I one of one of my favorite lines is when the lights go out. And he's like, "Does anybody else find this funny?" I thought that was a great line. Um, also, Michael J. White, great too. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, continue, Steve. No, they're they're all good in it, and that's yeah. the thing. It's it's. Uh, it's yeah, frustrating because the, they're good, but the script fails them. I think that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Also, you know, and I don't want to take this back to the Italian films that you, you're. I'm not. You're not always talking about them, but they. You have an appreciation, would you say, within the last five years for Italian films, uh, particularly genre films, uh, that has blossomed over the last five years. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Okay. But one of the things that those films always did was is that if they were bringing in somebody who they had for a minimum amount amount of days, they would make the most out of those appearances. And I think that's the thing that's disappointing about Michael J. White is that he's not really given anything here to do. Um, He's he's taken out so soon in the movie and not in a way that you're like, oh, if it took out Michael J. White, this is a really bad thing. No, you don't even see him die. So yeah. I, I feel like there, and I'm not saying that there needed to be like, you know, scenes of him karate kicking zombies or whatever, but you've got Michael J white. And if you're going to use him for that time, get the most dynamic stuff you can with that actor. Yeah. Cause he also knows how to do an action scene. So, uh, you know, give him uh impromptu uh, nunchucks or whatever. Just like, yes, please. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah, like because it, it would be like it, I don't know, like what you're saying is correct. Where it's like you you brought this person in because they're so good at what they do, like like milk that, you know? Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, so. And uh, you know, if you're if you're watching this and you're like, oh, I really want to watch Bruce Campbell uh, fight uh, zombies or the undead or whatever, um, I'm not even gonna go say watch the original trilogy of Evil Dead films. No, I'm not even gonna do that. Go revisit Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Three seasons of wonderfulness that I don't think people are talking about enough. Uh, I'm surprised, you know, and it ended I think around the time that it came out the show, so probably four to five years ago. Uh, you get a, a a wonderful performance from him as a classic iconic character. And you get uh, all these amazing moments within that entire series. So absolutely, yeah. If you're looking for a Bruce Campbell fix, and you don't want to revisit the films, go watch Asher's Evil Dead. I, I will challenge you, Steve. Too maybe we'll cover this the next year. But um, the film was that um, my name is Bruce. Okay. With Bruce Campbell, do you know what I'm talking about? Like um, that's him where he's playing himself. Uh, that gets called into a town that everybody like based upon his movies. That, that he has it's to fight. A, it's evil. a three amigos type st- scenario, yes, right? Yes, it's it's a fun film. I but, feel like Ted Rainey pops up in the that as well. Probably it's been forever since I've seen it. But if you want to watch, uh, my name is Bruce. Um, or they like yeah, like we should. Hell, do that. if you want to go and rewatch Briscoe County Junior, I would do that as oh, well. Oh, the entire season? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I, I I'm in for my name is Bruce. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's going to do it for a discussion about Black Friday, the film. Uh, you guys can find that uh, streaming. Uh, sorry, not streaming, but like, well, I mean, pay four bucks, right? Uh, Steve will say not pay four bucks. I'll say pay four bucks. Your mileage may vary. 
Um, now, I, Steve, how many films have you bought on Voodoo that you're like, that we've uh, we've covered on the show? There's a couple that um, I mean, you... definitely Wizards. Um, <laughs> I'm never opening that one again. I know there are movies like there are also movies that I've bought that I haven't watched, like um, Glenn Danzig's movie uh, Veronica. I think is the oh, name yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I bought it like two years ago with the intent of like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Maybe I can get Paul to watch it and talk about it on the show. I, I know that people say that it's like, you know, Ed Wood levels of bad, but I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm, I'm, I, I so there's, to give you an idea, people, there's plenty of that stuff sitting in my voodoo. Uh, no, the Wizards was like, the oh, one that you're that. like, oh shit, why did I buy this? I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I, I bought Punisher War Journal because I'm like, I kind of like the scene where that one guy is like doing a, a, a jump across a building and it gets blown up with a rocket. I don't remember much else about that movie. I still haven't rewatched it. I bought <laughs> it like, I don't know, six months ago. Fair enough. I just, I just, I just do. There was one. You're like, I guess I own it now. And it was wizards. So thank you for yeah. reminding me about that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do over a discussion about, uh, black Friday, the film. Uh, you guys can find us on Facebook and invasion, the podcast, uh, um, you can email us directly at invading And Steve, you're going to say something. No, I was going to throw out shocking dark. I, it's not, Oh, that's view, Shit. That's the other one too. Uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. My Amazon, oddly enough. but, uh, yeah, let me just also, you know, we'll, as we're ending this, I'll say, uh, you guys can find me at the Saturday Night Slasher.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under the Saturday Night Slasher. Um, Elon, Twi- Elon Musk is an asshole. I'll probably be leaving Twitter. I should have left anyway. So don't worry about finding me there. But uh, um, you can find me next uh, next week, oddly enough, December 2nd through 4th at GalaxyCon Columbus. I've gone through the guest list a couple of times here, guys. Uh, big names, both celebrities and comic book wise. Please come out if you're in that area. Check out the show. Stop by the table. Buy some comics. It'll be great. Absolutely, go do that. And then, if you enjoy the show, um, share us wherever you listen to us. You know that would be greatly appreciated as well. So, um, yeah. And also, shocking dark. Um, no, I like everybody is like, oh, it's a fun whatever. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> It's not, it's yeah, not fun. It's not great. No. Right. All right. So Steve, are like, are, are we ready to get into some of our, uh, black Friday deals? I think we're ready. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. What's that? Everything's free? Okay. Everybody's excited for our super secret and super real Black Friday deals. So Black Friday deals. Everybody, like, um, get out there, right? And just like like, you know, be safe. Um, like make sure that everybody's like, you know, got your boosters and go out. Uh, maybe not at midnight because that's not a thing that happens anymore, but on Black Friday, which I'm gonna point out, um, like uh my wife Mary was like, maybe we should go see a movie on Friday. I'm like, yeah, Wakanda Forever. She's like, maybe there's another movie. I'm like, yeah, Wakanda Forever. And she's like, well, maybe we can go see two movies. I'm like, yeah, Wakanda Forever twice. And then she got mad at me. So um I don't know if we're gonna go see movies on on Friday, but I'm I am off of work on Monday. So I could tell you that if we don't go see a movie on Friday, 
I'm going to go on Monday and watch Wakanda forever and then be sad. <laughs> well, um, I can say that uh, if if there's two movies that you can see, Wakanda forever and The Menu, I would recommend both of them. So. Okay. Um, like it's, it's like, I go to Wakanda forever first. Yeah, fair enough. They're uh, both uh, recommends. Well, because also on Friday, Black Friday, we're going to an AIW wrestling show uh, that's in East Lake, Ohio. Um, so it's like, maybe we'll just stay in until Friday evening to, uh, before the wrestling show. So anyway, so black Friday deals. So everybody you want savings, you want good deals. Um, let's just get into it. Right. So, so Steve, I don't know if you know about this. Here's my, here's my first black Friday deal. Right. You ready for this? All right. I am ready. Warner brothers discovery is offering a new tier of HBO max. It's $20 a month, and they promise to remove five pieces of your favorite media each month at no extra cost. <laughs> I hope they also cancel things that you're looking forward to. <laughs> well, that, that's the premium tier, but yeah. You were hoping for that new uh, Batman series from Bruce Tim. Sorry, we got rid of it. Oh, were you yeah, you're like, oh, I'm Batgirl. I'm, yeah, we, you got rid of it. But you're paying twenty dollars a month. That's double what you're paying now. And we're just <laughs> we, we promise we'll remove shit that you were looking forward to. <laughs> and then they'll fill it with episodes of like, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, I I was gonna say. Man versus nature, where it's like, is this Bear Grylls is drinking on his piss? Like, that's it. It's you know, whatever. Anyway. No, no. I was thinking more along the lines of uh, uh, the, uh, the like, uh, the taxi cab confessions. That's, yes. I, I couldn't get there. It's going to be, they're like, going to bring back the old catalog of HBO Real Sex. That's what's going to happen. Sex, yes. Uh, you know, Cat House. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tax cab profession. Yes. They're just going to bring all that stuff back uh, yeah. with no new content. Mind no, you. no, all not at stuff all. That was filmed 15, yes. 20 years ago. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> I just, I'm imagining they're going to fill it with, you know, shows like Arliss. <laughs> Arliss plus. Yeah. Oh, is it first and 10? Yeah. First and 11. We can't, we can't show you. Uh, you know, Tales to the Crypt, a classic show that people have been clamoring for to be on our service because of rights issues. Yeah, but we're gonna but we're gonna bring back seasons of Arliss. We're gonna bring back Dream On. We're gonna bring back that Dream On again. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can honestly see that happening. So that's a <laughs> a uh, a very real deal uh, for what you're you're talking about. But oddly enough, I I you know one of the names that you just mentioned in your deal. HBO Max has has had previous dealings with somebody who's the subject of my Black Friday uh, deal, my first one. So I'll bring this up for you real quick here. Um, see what, how you feel about this. I don't know if you know about this, but Walmart has entered into a exclusive deal with Sony Pictures. Um, basically, the, the the deal is is that they have got an exclusive cut of Spider Man No Way Home that no one has seen. Um, it's, it's a completely new cut. Uh, it's completely different than the extended edition they just released. Uh, this is only available at Walmart and it's only available Black Friday and, uh, it's $99.99 a Blu-ray. So it's pretty expensive, but it, it's a uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, the Snyder Cut. Um, <laughs> if, if, uh, you think you know Spider-Man, then you don't know Zach. 
This version of the film has been converted to black and white so that any potential emotions such as joy or excitement can be completely avoided. Also, in the new real-world world version of this film, Spider-Man not only kills all the villains, villains from across the multiverse, but he also kills Doctor Strange, Wong, both Garfield and Maguire versions of Spider-Man, but for some reason also Aunt May. The after credit scene, however, has also been changed. So after the credits end, there's a new scene that's just a QR code that links to a petition for Sony to release the Snyder uncut cut, which now includes new scenes revealing that Aunt May was actually the chameleon the whole time for no reason at all. But also that we find out that Aunt May was the chameleon, also Martian Manhunter. This is what we find out. <laughs> yes. Martian Aunt, Aunt May Hunter. <laughs> But wow. yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad to see that they're still giving Zack Snyder work. So well, that's um, I mean that's I mean you know good on him, right? So uh, we can't wait for it. What was it called? Rebel Moon that's coming out soon. We're going to see his uh, his um, his um, gorilla take on Star Wars on yeah, Netflix. That's yeah, yeah whatever. Um, anyway, yeah. So like like all right. Well, so I have something that's tangentially related to HBO Max. So I don't know if you know this. Uh, Match.com. Like no one's talked about that recently, right? Because why would you need match.com? Cause there's Tinder, there's Bumble, there's Grindr, there's um, adult friend finder or whatever. Right. So, um, match.com is teaming up with HBO max and, and game of Thrones house, of the dragon. Uh, it, it, this is starting as a black Friday for a family only feature. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, is that where he's going? And then I'm like, no, he can't be going in that direction. There's no way that he would base this entire deal upon incest, but here we are. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. Uh, not incest. Um, um, rights of um, ascension to the throne. Come on, Steve. You know you know better, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Well, it sounds more intriguing than the first season of, of uh, House of the Dragon, which I am very keen to hear Al Gora's thoughts on it, because both you and he were very into the show where I was like, yeah, I don't know about this yet. Are you so. calling it the House of the Dragon is what you're saying? Um, so anyway, <laughs> No, it's it's the house of we're trying to outdo a show that we did 10 years ago. That was way better. At, oh, okay. Oh shit. I mean, it's, not, it's too long. Ago, well, how but. are you besmirching match.com teaming up? with a family only option. How do you, I, I, this is going to play really well in some red States in the South. Our show or no, 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 no. Deal? I mean that too, but I'm saying this, this, uh, this black Friday promotion. All right. So anyway, what do you, what do you got out? What else do you got? So this next one here is for, from, you know, an, an old, uh, stopping ground of yours. It's GameStop. So, uh, um, I and I know that you're a big gamer, and we didn't really talk about this when we were talking about our news stories. But uh, GameStop has a PlayStation's Five deal, um, so this is three hundred and forty nine ninety nine. Uh, and again, you guys got to really pay attention to the fine print here because it's the PlayStation's Five. So for this uh, limited deal, you will get one PlayStation One and two PlayStation Twos all in one box. All three consoles are used. But GameStop guarantees that at least one of the controllers that's included will work with one of the consoles that comes with it. So you're getting a PlayStation 5 for way less, and you're, you're getting just as much um, a box. 
All right. I, I, I think that's valid. As long as you get like, you know, I don't know, uh, Conker's that Bad Fur Day. That that you heard, people, was me trying to write a game joke. No, I like, it's just come on, like... There's plenty of uh, God of War games that you could play on whatever that is, like all the con- uh, like you know that um, that um, society kind of shunting collection of uh, consoles. I appreciate that. So yeah, no. I'm just saying if you've got a PlayStation, you know, one uh, revisit Twisted Metal. It still doesn't. I love Twisted Metal so much. I just remember like when I was working at GameStop. This was like the transition from like the PlayStation one to the two to the three. Like we would have like this whole like uh, bargain bin of like PlayStation one games and like we'd sell the consoles for like 30 bucks. And like there was a guy that came in the one day that was like just like, oh, look, like he kept like trying to like undersell us and trying to like, you know, like he was trying to bargain with us. And he's like, here's like, he kept like saying numbers out loud really fast. And then like, he's like, that's how much this cost. And my manager at the time was like, here's a calculator. I'm adding all this up. This is the number. He's like, that doesn't make sense. It's like, well, all right, pay it or not. And he, in this, the sad sack of a man and his wife walked out, not buying things. You're like, you know what? Congratulations. You, you cannot, um, you can't scam us out of a PlayStation one. Cause he kept calling it P one. <laughs> like it was a weird thing. I'm like, it's, it's a PlayStation. It didn't have a number attached to it, but he was like, Oh, I'm going to buy all these games. Like, you know, twisted metal or, um, I don't know what else was going on at the time. And he kept like reading off all the game titles, but he didn't include sales tax. I'm like, yeah, congratulations. You don't understand math. We're not going to sell it to you. <laughs> I don't understand why you tried barter with a big store like that. Like well, it's just it's one of those things where it's like you know like oh this just doesn't make sense. It's like yeah it's all in the bargain bin. You don't go to big lots. You're like oh these prices aren't great. It's like do you know where you're at? It's fine. Like just calm down, <laughs> sir. This is an Arby's. Yeah, like you're gonna are you gonna argue with like um like like a Denny's? Come on, calm down. Anyway, yeah, yeah. no, I I just. Uh... <laughs> I thought the idea of it being PlayStation's five, but they're being fine print. Was no, I, I it, we like, I like the idea that it's like five separate original PlayStations or P ones, if you will, you know, I, I, like it's fine. All right. All right. So, um, all right. The next one I have here is DoorDash. They're now announcing something called DoorDash seconds. Uh, half the price of DoorDash pass and you get all the orders that are incorrect. Um, the only catch is that you have no idea what's being delivered. Uh, will it be Arby's or shitty Arby's? You have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, is this like a shitty Beatles scenario? Sure. Where they like suck. Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's interesting about that, uh, too is, is, uh, I don't know, uh, I, so uh, I've mentioned before that I, I've I now live in the town of Portland, a very small city compared to Illyria, where I was living previously. And it wasn't like I was living in some sort of metropolis either. So don't take it that way. But um, I, I, I'm now finding that, like, being connected to not only like my wife, but her like circle of friends has opened my eyes to just how 
everybody seems to know everything about each other in this small town. But um, a friend of my wife's owns a restaurant here in town. And like there was a whole back and forth about um, how like DoorDash, uh, it was either DoorDash or Uber Eats. I don't remember one of the two. Like they just basically like listed them as a restaurant and uh, would put in the orders in a way that like she 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 had like people complaining to her restaurant even though she wasn't officially listed with them they just went ahead and like made her a part of the whole deal uh, her restaurant and um, so much of that is tied to the actual person who's quote unquote delivering the food. Um, I had a I had a point to this. Well, no, they got realizing. they got looped in, and it gets their will, yeah. so things got weird, right? Yeah, things got weird, and I I just wonder how many businesses that happens to now. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> where they're aggregated in a way, if that makes sense. No, for sure. Where they get like like their information's out there, right? And yeah, yeah it gets weird. So, all right, do you have another? Um, yeah, another? yeah, yeah, I've got another one here, yeah. and. Uh, you know, this one here, I was kind of surprised by it, but Golden Corral is really going for it. Have you ever been to a Golden Corral? Yes, I've been sick before. Please continue. Okay. Yes. Yeah, um, so uh, diarrhea is not on the menu, but... <laughs> um, it's extra. It's a premium service. <laughs> uh, Golden Corral is, is holding a Black Friday morning special. Uh, it's a nine ninety nine deal, so this is a pretty good deal, guys. For just a penny under ten dollars, uh, you can go and attend the uh, regulations for for pussies breakfast buffet. Um, this is a no holds bar buffet event from five a.m. to nine a.m. Golden Corral is offering a special breakfast that is eat all you can, not all you can eat. The sneeze guards have been completely taken down. The serving spoons have all been removed. And none of the meat has been stored or prepared per any level labels destruction. So the first 50 customers who threw the door will also get to lick anything they want. And they do mean anything. So it sounds like a great deal for $9 and 99 cents. Um, it feels like the America that we've always wanted. It, it sounds like a penny less than the, the chicken nuggets I bought earlier tonight. So <laughs> that's true. And you didn't get to lick anything that you want. I mean, I licked the nugs I mean, as far as I know. I licked the nugs, right? I, I yeah. lick, you know, so yeah, I mean, you know, that, I mean, that is like the, you don't tell me what to do. Like, you know, you don't know me. Like that feels very appropriate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I like, I, I, I think that's, I think that's fair. So, um, I'm still kind of in. I don't, I, I, I'd pay that money. All right. Well, so, there you go. We'll yeah. see you between 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. at the Golden Corral. That, 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 it's yeah, very man. much a real buffet. <laughs> like, I, where I live uh, in Cleveland, uh, like, I, <laughs> I, am, I, I have driven by, um, the, well, the Golden Corral is still open, but I have driven by, like, a Burger King that's closed. I'm like, this is very confusing to me. And also a Denny's that is closed. I'm like, how did these close? Anyway, anyway, so the Golden Corral is still open for business. But also, in my uh, uh, my college town that will not be named, uh, the Golden Corral closed and became a, a like, motorcycle shop. Um, like, like a Harley-Davidson Depot or whatever. Uh, and, like they didn't change the exterior 
of the building. So it's a golden corral that you see a bunch of like bikes outside. And as you drive by, you see bikes inside. It's very confusing. So you're like, oh, wasn't there like a chocolate fountain in there before? You're like, yeah, but there's now motorcycles. I'm like, okay, fair enough. So anyway, that's a lot of there, surfaces to lick is what I'm saying. Our, uh, our, our Taco Bell uh, in Sandusky, <laughs> where I grew up, uh, has been changed into a mom and pop Chinese restaurant. And they've actually been going for, I, 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 I want to say at least 15 years now. So there, it's not like it's a new development, but uh, they changed like the store enough that like, it looks like its own place, but you can just see the bones of that nineties Taco Bell or 80s oh, Taco I think that Bell. was, the, I think that was the same Taco Bell in Sandusky that I went to once I was in the backseat of a car and I was like relaying my order to the person like saying it. And he's uh, like, I was like, Oh, like two chili cheese brios, like two chili cheese brios. I'm like, and this, and this like, and some anal sex. He's like, and some, I'm good. <laughs> and he got mad at me. Cause I was trying to order anal sex through, um, a Taco Bell. Uh, well, it's not on the menu. It's a secret. It's, item. A, secret, it's a secret menu item. Yes. Yes. But, right. uh, yes. no, I, 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 every time I look at it, I'm like, it's been this for, I don't know how long. But uh, for I can't help but see the Taco Bell underneath it. Fair enough, it's, right? It's like looking into the soul of a beautiful creature. <laughs> now, I will yeah. I will also pivot here and say that I have only three more Black Friday deals. I have a left. handful more. So, I know you found yes. more, so maybe you do two in a row. All right, so here, all right, so the next one I have with it for you is Twitter is now on sale for twenty seven dollars of best offer. <laughs> is it being sold on ebay for some reason i don't know like 27 dollars seems about fair all considering it's, it's a goddamn uh, dumpster fire <laughs> yeah i'm i'm i i barely use twitter as it is but i'm like do i just leave nobody's paying attention anyway yes do i leave does anybody even notice so yeah i'll i'll probably be leaving even though uh, it's, it's been evil way before Elon anyway. So, all right. So the next one I have for you here. So just hear me out. This next one is it's adult Mart. Oh, wow. And Paul is getting spicy tonight, guys. Spicy. It's adult Mart, Steve, just so you know, they have a, sp- a black Friday deal. All marital aids are half in. It's, <laughs> all right one wonderful wordplay sir uh two is marital aids just descriptive of like dildos or like uh, what, where does your uh your <laughs> of said marital aids that's up to you that's up to end? everybody to figure out i uh, also wow. also by the way uh fair play to you that you questioned this and two, whenever I, um, like I was like running some of this by my wife, Mary, she's like, what's that to do with black Friday? I'm like, that's not the point. And she's like, she's like, I don't, she's like, I don't, I don't think people will get it. I'm like, Oh, Steve will laugh. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm an easy mark for, uh, <laughs> This type of jokes. Can, yeah, can I just I say totally that? Left. 
it made me laugh when I was writing it. And like, I say, <laughs> like, I'm not trying, like, I, I understand that it, it's the jerk move to pat yourself on the back, but come on. I thought that was, I thought, I thought that was funny and I wanted to pitch that to you. So I'm imagining you like patting yourself on the back and being like, this is the, this is the one that'll make Steve ask me about dildos. <laughs> Even though it came up earlier yeah. with the fight club destruction. Yeah. Which, which I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't expect that, but it ties in. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Dildos, the underlying theme. <laughs> Dild- Dildos, the other, the other white meat. I don't know what that means. All right, continue. All right. So this next one here I found is uh, from Chick Fil A, um, and this is. <laughs> please, please. Oh, I can't wait. Come on, please. Yes. So it's <laughs> it's all Black Friday long, so you don't have to get in there at like five a.m. It's not a doorbuster. All Friday long, uh, Chick Fil A is offering. A free chicken sandwich to anyone that gives them the username and password to their, or even a family member's, period tracking app. Oh, f- f word. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, that is terrible and realistic. All right, so all right. I told you that mine were mostly mean spirited, which this year, I appreciate. So. so yes, all right. So all right. So I have a couple more here. Uh, let's, let's get it here. We go. FYE is having a special cause you know, they do a lot of pop culture stuff, right? It's Halloween ends it's merch for your entertainment. My, yeah. my sir. Yeah. It's for your entertainment. Halloween ends merch that hasn't done so well. They're doing a black Friday special on this, uh, Michael Myers, hobo jumpsuit. Um, that, <laughs> um, the main character, whatever the hell that mask was, he was wearing that, that clown mask. You can buy that too. Um, that's fine. Uh, Lori's burned pie. You can buy a replica of that. Also, um, two more things. A love lives. That sounds like one of the marital aids, but go on. Yeah. Um, a love lives today sign. You can buy that too. And, uh, whatever ending makes you happiest. You can buy those all at FYE. So I I'm down. I'm going to go and buy that at FYE. And (laughs) I believe they stand for four year entertainment. Yeah, yeah, four year, four year, four year entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. What what else you got? I, uh, I'm in for that deal. Okay. You know so, me. do you, how much how much do you have left? I have a couple more here. I have only two more. So, um, I have. Let's see here. I have only two more as well. So here we go. So, do you want me to? I can do one more before you. Sure. Get into, okay. Starbucks. All right, Starbucks is letting you make your own coffee for free, right? So, yeah, just come on behind the counter. Yeah, get what size and toppings you want. It's a really fun idea, right? Yeah. Getting to make your own coffee. Oh, yeah, it's pretty. Oh, oh, you, you can't leave. You work here now. <laughs> I, not to disparage another brand that, that I may have just made a joke about, but I understand at one point. They were recently like telling people they could come and work a shift for free. And then well, that was Chick-fil-A, food. right? That was that. Yeah. No, but Starbucks is like, you know, they're like, you can't unionize. Like, so that was the, so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm hammering the joke in that. It's like, Oh, you can make your own coffee. You work here now because they're so anti-union that they'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Make a coffee. Oh shit. You're working here. You know, anyway, and I apologize. I have, uh, I have two more after this, but yeah. Um, so 
Um, All right. Yeah, so continue. Yeah, I I apologize for uh, hammering the wrong point home, uh, <laughs> home on that last one. So uh, this is interesting, Ticketmaster. <laughs> um, in light it. of the recent Taylor Swift debacle, uh, ticket. Ticketmaster is offering free tickets all Black Friday long. So any 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 location, any place, anywhere that Carrie Underwood is playing, they're gonna give free tickets to if you buy them on Black Friday. Why Carrie Underwood, do you ask? I don't know. Aren't they both terrible? Plus, I'm too old to make Swift, Taylor Swift jokes, let alone listen to her music. So I don't know at this point. So um <laughs> Oh, I'm sure Carrie Underwood's fine. Like, just, yeah. yeah. Um, insert pop star here. Yeah, but I would. And I lied. I had three more. So, um, so I don't look know. at yeah, you. Yeah, look at me. Uh, Overachiever. Let, yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a hack and a fraud. So, uh, all right. Let me let me get into. Um, oh, these are all questionable at best. All right. Let me um, let me do this one though. Like, so Steve, you're worried about how the Earth's burning, and we need to be better about like being like, you know, eco-friendly, right. In terms of like, we need to be better for, we need to be better stewards for the generation that's coming, even though, uh, you know, our families have no kids and, you know, but we need to be better people. Like understand that we need to leave things for everybody else. Right. We need to be yeah, more aware of that. Right. I can get on board with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there is a partnership that's it's a mixed partnership. So just hear me out. Right. That is going to leave a better eco footprint, uh, bed, bath and beyond sausage. <laughs> All right, go on. I mean, you, you know, you gotta get like, you know, like you gotta have better home linens and also meat alternatives. So like, why not like go to uh, bed, bath and beyond sausage and get like biodegradable towels, and a meat substitute. I think I think it's a fair deal on Black Friday. You know what's weird to me is that, uh, uh, and I'm getting deep here, people. Um, I I honestly still have not tried any of the like meat alternatives, and I don't know why. I don't have a good reason. <laughs> oh, the Impossible I, Whopper. Never tried it. No, no. Be, Beyond Sausage is actually pretty good. So I will just tell yeah, you, like, like it's not you know, perfect, but it's it's not it's not meat. But it's pretty good. Like I'm, I'm just trying to tell people, like, check out the meat alternatives. Like, it's not bad. Like, it it has its own flavor and texture. It's different. It's still pretty good. Anyway. So yeah. my wife, who is a vegetarian, uh, always talks about her fake bacon that she gets. I think it's provided by Morning Star. Morning Star. Yeah, they do pretty yeah. good. I always point out to her that um, Morningstar is one of the names for Lucifer, but uh, I mean, oh, that makes oh, it better. Oh, bull, like, uh, I'll tell you, Morningstar's corndogs are pretty good. Okay. <laughs> but uh, she's always going on about like that, the fake bacon that they make. And she's like, oh, it's like real bacon. And I always it's tell not. her, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, here's the thing. I'm like, and she's been a vegetarian for over 20 years, I think, now at this point. I'm like, you've forgotten what real bacon tastes like. I'm like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is okay. It's fine. It's perfectly. It is a substitute for bacon if you can't have bacon. But I'm like, 
It doesn't taste like real bacon. It's no. like the same way that like a now and later banana flavor doesn't taste like a banana guy. That's no, like, like that, I think what you're saying is completely accurate. So what I'm saying is that what is available tastes pretty good. It's just not like that's been my whole thing. Like the last couple of years of like trying like just because various health concerns. Like you know, <laughs> you know. By the way, everybody, don't live your life just chugging sugar. I don't know. Like just. Like sugar and potatoes or is not wearing the way sweatpants. I don't know. Well, I mean, as long as you wear sweatpants and read the Bible in high school, you're fine. Anyway, no, <laughs> no. My point is just like you know, like you know, everything, everything is in moderation, right? So, uh, but I'm saying like other, these other like vegetarian and vegan options are perfectly fine, uh, and they have their own flavors. Just be like, it doesn't taste like this. No shit. Like, you know, it tastes different. It has a different, it has a different texture and flavor profile. Yeah. It's going to be different. Calm down. Right. Like, but yeah, I just like the idea that like we can, we're going to go to a bed bath and beyond and be like, oh yeah, I want to buy some linens and some, uh, sausage, you know, whatever. I, I've told my bed bath and beyond story here before, and I'll just briefly mention it again as we go to your next deal. But, uh, uh, we had tickets to see. Um, the Dark Knight Rises, uh, and we had like an hour and a half to kill before doing so. So my wife was like, "Let's kill two birds with the, with one stone." Bed Bath and Beyond is right by the theater. Why? Why was your wife about killing birds? Um, <laughs> well, the point she was well, she hates birds I'm, I'm, too. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other discussion. But. Um, She's like, I'm a vegetarian, but f birds. <laughs> but uh, we we go, and uh, she's like, let's go do our because we were getting married at the time, guys. This is, uh, I think, four or five months before we're getting married. She's like, let's go and pick stuff out there. And Bed Bath and Beyond became this thing like that we were trying to escape. Like they assigned, and I don't know if it's still the way this this works because it was. 10 years ago now that we got married. So, uh, you know, it may be different now, particularly within uh, COVID protocols. We're like, well, we're going to send somebody around the store with you to help you pick stuff out. Oh God. And so like, we were like trapped. We literally, at one point I, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, I don't want to miss Batman. Let's, let's go. Uh, let's, let's, (laughs) let's go do the important thing. Let's go see Batman. Um, but like we were, we were in there like over an hour, and everywhere else that we had just like registered for, they were like, "Here's a scanner, go knock yourself out," because that's the fun part of like being uh, on a wedding registry is you can go and like pick out stupid shit where you're like, "This is a dumb Lego set. Let's see if somebody buys it for us or whatever." You can have fun with it. No, like Bed Bath and Beyond, they had somebody walk around us the whole time. And we only got through half the store and we, we were like, we have to go. We have um, tickets to the movie in like, you know, five minutes. We'll come back. Um, so my point is, is that uh, Bed Bath & Beyond is evil and must be stopped at all costs. Well, have you thought about going back for um, Impossible Sausage? Now that I know it's an option, sure. Sure. All right. Um, do you have any other specials? I have two more. I have one more. So, so do one and then I'll do my last okay. one and you can end the show. All right. So you Netflix fully put a bullet in this show, but go on. <laughs> Netflix is teaming up with Funko for a true crime series of pops. 
All right. So we have uh, Ted Bundy, Richard Ramirez, Jeffrey Dahmer, and Tiger King. Jesus Christ. That is so on point. It, it oh, <laughs> absolutely. Oh. oh, man. I'm sure that they're all produced by Ryan Murphy, who, uh, like I said, he's doing something right, but. <sighs> Oof, sometimes you, you know you know these are all becoming pops right you know that right the tiger king is probably a set of pops i also feel like um like it's one of those things that i was like oh netflix like oh this is probably a hot topic right now people are like oh whatever like people's like obsession with true crime which we talked about that was like a couple episodes ago yeah is gross and weird and like yeah but what if it's a pop like yeah yeah they all have dead eyes why not so, you know, Netflix is like, yeah, we got to get that money. Sure. True crime. But I like the idea that I, sorry, I put in Tiger King. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, uh, of, of the other people I mentioned, yeah, he's he's still an asshole. And also, I was going to make like a, a joke about, was it Doc Antle? The one guy that was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Oh, uh, wait, what? 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 Oh, no, it's a PG-13 episode. Um, I'm also waiting for phone code to be like, uh, oh, we put out a whole series of dictators. Get your, get your, uh, get your Adolf Hitler pop. Right. Get, get, oh my God. Get, get your Taika Waititi, get your Taika Jojo rabbit, Hitler pop. Yeah. It, it would be great if they were like, here's new Funko Hitler pops, but they're all ways of him being dispatched that are, completely different from each other like oh here's what would have happened if, if, if hitler would have been killed by you know an elevator falling on him yeah. or here's here's, what here's hitler being like. here's hitler being killed at the end of inglorious bastards yeah yeah here's hitler here's hitler um com- committing suicide and one of his close friends didn't step in on it which is like look it up it happened it almost happened like he was about to commit suicide and like a friend of a friend was like no yeah <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, I didn't want to go that dark with it, but oh, I mean, I got dark. Watch, Come on, anytime that we can imagine Hitler dying, it's 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 it's, it's a good thing. It's so. a good thing. Yeah. So you got All one right, more. So this is my last one here. Uh, I don't know how this plays. This plays very well off of my last comments. Uh, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But uh, uh, this one I picked out specifically for you, Paul, knowing your background. Uh, this is from Christian Booksellers. Have you, are you familiar with them? <laughs> probably continue please <laughs> all right well they they are a chain of stores that only sell you know good wholesome christian material uh obviously from the name christian booksellers but, i think uh, i think you've actually uh, changed your book to be the saturday Night hugger <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> saturday night jesus freak i don't know um but uh uh christian booksellers they are uh, doing a again, this is a not a doorbuster, not anything that you have to like be there right at you know opening for. They're doing this all day long, but uh, for every Bible that is purchased all Black Friday long, Christian booksellers will write your name in a high school science textbook and then promptly burn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no shit, right? So, um. Um, just, just, uh, a little brief aside for everybody listening to the show here. Um, I, I exposed, uh, Steve recently to some Christian rock. 
Um, some questionable Christian rock. I hope. I I really really hope you listen to that White Cross uh, song. Oh, I, I listened you. to all of it. Yeah. It honestly sounds like a parody of somebody <laughs> like making metal at that time because I think it's like 1991. Yeah. Um, no, it, that it, that was part of a White Cross album that. Like I, I, I forgot about like their attempts at like rap rock in the middle of that oh, song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I made the joke about yep. the judgment. Judgment, judgment night. Night. And, uh, I, and I told you, hush your mouth. So, because <laughs> I would also argue in the second half of that song, like it actually, aside from like the chorus, like the music's better. Once you get the rap rock out of it, anyway. So, oh, or, I mean, if you take all the lyrics out. Oh of yeah, it, for sure. Terrible. I just white cross whatever. Anyway, um, can, Steve, I have so I have such sites sites to show you <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> of Christian uh, metal and pop music. It'd be like, yeah. All right, you ready for my last deal here? My last yeah. special. All right, uh, Target. All right, so all day long during Black Friday, they're gonna have a Karen Fun Venture area. Right. All right. All right. Where Karens can go and make th- th- there's a craft table. It's going to be uh, an area where Karens can make an entitled name badge. Nice. Right. And then uh, they can talk to as many managers as they want. Right. So there's going to be the, there's going to be so many managers there they can talk to. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and, and they I get, want to believe. Yes. That, that their managers other businesses that are not even attached sure right um and then they get one free pass because they went to the karen fun venture area they get one free pass to call the cops on a person of color doing nothing at all oh my god i thought my christian bookseller joke was harsh holy shit (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I, I I don't mean to make light of it, but holy God. I, uh, <laughs> oh, it's so dark and so... Oh. oh, man, that's good. That's good stuff. Well, I mean, it's true. So go, everybody go check out on Black Friday and that, um, you know, you oh. guys understand. These are all true specials, right? So... Right, like I can't. And I, this is this is. I, I'm delaying the end of the show. I, I just, Steve, I still, by the way, I, I like that we're still like coming in under <laughs> run time. Please continue, please. Yes, I just I, I I can't get that image of like the the conservative like husband and wife. I think they were in Florida, like on their you know. Uh, their lawn. It wasn't Florida. It, w- it wasn't Florida. Okay. It was, um, it was like, um, Oh, it was like St. Louis or some shit. It was middle America. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 With like a machine gun on their front lawn <laughs> as a peaceful protest yeah. goes by and they look absolutely terrified. Like I can't get that image out of my head and everything that you just described in that last thing was just like, I just kept picturing that that's, that's all that's, that's like stuck in my head. And I just, I, I, it, it's the irony of a chef's kiss. I don't know <laughs> if, if that makes any sense, but 
uh, I, you know, Ugh. just, you know, we like, so one of the jokes, like when I was working at Cedar Point forever there, there was always the joke about like making like, um, a white trash bash area of the park where it's like, you just have a bunch of like this rednecks running around jumping through queues. <laughs> like you can, you can just let them go and just run, let them jump the line and nobody cares. Like it's just, you know, they're like, Oh, here you go. The, the, you could just like be just assholes to everybody. You can just like, you know, run through the queues. It was the whole thing of like, just go do your thing. So I feel like there's a Karen area happening somewhere. Right. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's pretty great. I figured you'd appreciate that, Steve. And I, you, I think it's funny. You texted me earlier. You're like most of the things I have are mean. I'm like, that's funny. You have no idea what's coming. So I want to <laughs> let you know. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good, a happy Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. Just, just stuff yourselves, fall asleep. This, this is, this is one of my favorite holidays because it's all based around like eating until you can't move. Why not? Right? Like, Everybody have a, like, just, just, I understand that like the idea of Thanksgiving itself is very problematic, but just be around those that you care about and appreciate them because, you know, shit's hard and like, like love those that you love and let them know that you're appreciated. And I think that's important as jokes, all jokes aside, right? Um, just have, just have a goddamn good day without any strings attached. That's what I'm asking for, for everybody, right? Eat turkey, eat sides, eat pie, and just like, you know, just have a good day. Don't worry about the world. The world's burning and screwed, right? Can you just have a, can you just have a day, just eat food and pass out? That's what I'm hoping for. Right. Right, Steve. Yeah. And not to be corny as we end the episode, but like I am, if you honestly have listened, not only just this long of the episode, but to us at all like i am thankful for that so uh please know that listeners if you are if find us entertaining uh in any way and have listened uh to us for any minute of time please know that i'm thankful for that thank you for listening so, so yes um you know as we close out the episode uh thank you for listening and uh you know uh keep listening the next one will be better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. Next week we're getting into, or you're a carpenter. Uh, it's 1992's memoirs, invisible man, where it's carpenter running uh, headlong into Chevy chase. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm going to guess it doesn't end well and it gets slightly racist. So we'll see how it gets there. Can't wait to get there. Anyway, everybody have a good week. Just have seconds. Um, eat, eat mashed potatoes, eat Turkey. Just, I don't know. Like just, just take a moment and appreciate everything. That's all I'm going to say. And Steve, how are we going to wrap this up? Send us out. I would just say that, uh, if you're not thankful for anything in your life, at least there's, uh, still, um, mystery science theater. You can watch 24 hours or 12 hours of mystery science theater. 36 hours. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch MST through K through K and eat turkey and stuffing and dumplings.
Once again.